For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, what are we talking about this evening? Well, on Sundays, we start with a prayer, then the ups and downs for the week, the weekly morality check, and we will visit states' rights, followed by regulations suck if we get to it. And already we're having problems in the studio. You know, I want to tell the folks also, if they don't hear Rooster Cogburn, it's because it's winter, the windows are closed, and he goes to bed early. <laughs> it's just crowing. <laughs> yeah, but they can't hear it. It's too far away. Yeah. So if they wondered, we did not kill him, he is not dead. <laughs> uh, we'd let you know what recipe we used if we were going to do that. <laughs> that tends to be some tough rooster. <laughs> Definitely would be. Man, I gotta fix this laptop. All right. Well, today's Sunday. Yes, time, time for, for your prayer. For prayer and your reverend hat. Okay, this is my prayer. Oh my Lord, my God and Creator, I wish to thank you for my life. I wish to always try and make you proud. I will endeavor to always do your will, but if I take the wrong fork in the road, I will trudge back towards the fork, no matter the hardship, so that I may tread down the right path towards you, my God. Amen. And it's time for the ups and downs for the week. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> oh, he's, he's really crowing a lot, Sis. What's going on over there? You need to find out what's going on with him. All right, starting off with a down from World Net Daily. The United States, in a show of force aimed at confronting China's rising aggression, 
dispatched an aircraft carrier and five escort ships, including destroyers, to the South China Sea, military officials said Friday. The dispatch signals China that the U.S. is not only watching, but prepared to defend its interests regarding the disputed sea region, Fox News reported. Comes a response to China's dispatch of several ships earlier this week to ward off Filipino fishermen from utilizing commonly shared fishing areas, the Quirino Atoll. Then, Eugenio Bito Anan, the mayor of Pagasa Island, a nearby post, said in Reuters, This is very alarming. Quirino is on our path when we travel from Palawan to Pagasa. It is halfway, and we normally stop there to rest. I feel something different. The Chinese are trying to choke us by putting an imaginary checkpoint there. It is a clear violation of our rights to travel, impeding freedom of navigation. The Navy Times reported the U.S. sent the USS John C. Stennis, two destroyers, two cruises, and the 7th Fleet flagship, to the area in response. In previous testimony, U.S. Pacific Command Chief Admiral Harry Harris told Capitol Hill newsmakers that China was trying to militarize the South China Sea, an area of ocean that's also been claimed by the Philippines, Brunei, Malaysia, Taiwan, and Vietnam. The importance of the sea is that ships carting $5 trillion worth of trade travels the area each year. Now, what is going on here? Well, there's a couple of things that could be going on here. One is, uh, we're being set up by the UN. This is all China's actually doing this to try and get us to feel like signing the, the lost, it's called lost, law of the sea treaty, uh, to sign that thing that's been out there for a very long time waiting for us. Oh, see, it, it, would, it would stop these problems and these, these conflicts. And oh, Yeah, it's possible that the UN actually asked China to do this so that they could set this whole thing up and then get us to sign the treaty and ratify it. It's certainly possible. I don't know if that's the fact. The other fact is China's never been our friend, and China's taken an opportunity where before an election comes, when we have a strong leader in Washington, we've got the community organizer-in-chief. China knows it. Russia knows it. That's why Russia's doing what it wants. China's doing what it wants. And and everybody's just standing around waiting for O to do something. O Caesar... Anyway, China could be making a move, and uh, they're not ready to stand up against our Navy yet, but they're working on it. But they are making it a point. They are making a presence in the in the region, whether we like it or not. So there's two scenarios. Anyway, 
We got so much depressing stuff going on. Uh, it's hard for me to get behind caring about China. For those of you who don't know, the uh, creator of RedStateTalkRadio.com died last Saturday. He passed away peacefully. And he will be missed. But for, don't worry about it. It... Uh, Nguyen and Fiducia's picking up the slack and keeping the station running, so the station's still up and running for what that's worth. All right, and up from Fox News. The relaxed atmosphere surrounding the world's most famous sled dog race is about to become a memory. Mushers were making their way to Willow, Alaska on Sunday for the competitive start of the Iditarod Trail sled dog race. In Willow, mushers make the final preparations for the nearly 1,000-mile race to Nome. This includes saying goodbye to friends and families and making the final checks of their sleds. The winner is expected in Nome, along the Bering Sea coast, in about nine days. On Saturday, thousands of people lined the streets for the shortened fan-friendly ceremony start in Anchorage. The event is designed for fans, allowing them to interact with the mushers, take photos, and pet some sled dogs. The ceremonial start is honestly the most fun day because you really get to show everyone, I mean, all of Anchorage, and then plus everyone who's come here, your sport. And you get to show it with passion, which is so cool, said Ali Zirkel, a fan favorite who has four top five finishes in the last four Iditarods. And I don't even have to say his name. (laughs) Well, I wanted to put this in because people aren't aware. And I I should have looked up the history of why the Iditarod came into being. Came into into being because of a medication run in the middle of the winter up to Nome, uh, bringing life-saving medicine. The freight, the freight carrier that has dog sled made that that that, that trip alone, and uh, the, this marks that that trek. They they celebrate that by doing this every year. Pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It's a good thing it's to tough celebrate. Too. It's <laughs> tough, man. It, I did ride. It's tough. It's very dangerous. Uh, it, it's it's life threatening weather out there. You know, that's why it was such a big deal that the guy was able to get it to Lome. You know. Anyway, so uh, I've watched a few of them. They're kind of boring to watch because they really only get to see them coming into the checkpoints. Right, you know. Right, you don't get to see what you know what they went through to get there. Right, you don't get to see yeah the whole race. I wonder if they're gonna if they're gonna start putting like uh, uh, body cams on the mushers so that we can experience the whole thing with, through virtual reality. Well, you know what, and explain to them because it it looks like like you said you only see them coming in for the checkpoints, but when they do come in closer to the checkpoints, it's the the dogs can't mush in deep snow, right? The the Iditarod has been, I believe, packed previously. They pre they pack them for them. I think they do. It would be a very slow race otherwise, because then the musher, then you need a team 
Uh, well, they do have a team. And the one guy has to run in front to break trail for the dogs. Yeah, explain that to the people because not it's most a, they don't know <clears> this. <throat> well, if the dog, if, if the snow's too deep for the dogs, they can't pull the sled, uh, and you know they're sinking in the snow. They need to back down for them. So, well, one, the sled moves more easily, and two, they have more traction because you know it's packed snow. Right. So what they used to do is they used to have men in snowshoes, right? Yeah. Go out in front when it got really super deep. Wherever, when they were breaking trail, wherever they had to break trail, uh, someone had to break the trail first for the dogs. Right. Dogs don't break trail. Right. Most people do not realize that. The humans had to go and break the trail for the dogs. Right. <laughs> sort of like I did for the limo up here one year, two years, two years. I put the snowshoes on and packed the snow down for a trail to go straight out down the... Uh... The limo is our snowmobile. <laughs> yeah, we have a fancy snowmobile, a two-up snowmobile. And uh, it, it, I don't know what's happened to it. It used to be, I hated I hated riding that thing. And now I've just, it's been it's been great. I've enjoyed it. It's, it, it actually performs fine. I don't, I don't know what happened. Well, a, a two-up for people that do not snowmobile normally is a snowmobile that has a seat in it. A back, back seat, seat for a passenger. For a passenger, yes. So now my neighbors just bought two new ones. No, only one, right? One brand new one and one newer. But they're both two-ups, right? No. No, just the one. One's okay. a two-up, one's a Rocky Mountain King. Right. So, yeah. So two-up is having Oh, a and they got a fancy two-up. Ours is, I thought ours was fancy, but... That's why we call it the limo. They got, <laughs> it's got these big arm things you can hold on to that's it kind of comes down around the passenger. They flip up and flip down. And so that's much. it's much better for them to be able to shift their weight back and forth so they don't tip over. Uh, that's, the, that's why they did that change. Uh, the one we have, if you hold on to the handles, you have warm hands, but because it's got hand warmers for the... Passenger. Passenger as well. And little uh, muffs, too, that go over your hands. Um, so it's fancy. But then you can't really move that much. You, you really can't get your weight off the sides. And when you're off camber, which means side-hilling, you, you, really you really need to be able to lean, lean out to get the job done. Otherwise, because uh, the person in the back tends to be higher than the person in the front, that's probably so I can see the trail without my head getting in the way, but I'm too big for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so they have a higher center of gravity, and so it gets a little tippy. And as my, you know, I I told them about this. My neighbors, I complained about it nonstop, and uh, they went out and bought a two of, and I guess they thought it was just me or, or whatever. How many times did they dump it? Twice so far. There you go. And he's an experienced snowmobile rider. I mean, <laughs> he's my neighbor. He's a little maniac. See, what happens is when we go down to town during the winter, my neighbor, they're married couple and we're a married couple. We're the only two full-time couples up on this mountain. Full-time people. Couple, people, people period. <laughs> period. And when we go down, we snowmobile. So the men bring us down, we either two-upping or we're, we're, the women are on the sleds with all the supplies that we have to get. And then they come and pick us back up and bring us back. But the men are the drivers. <laughs> yeah, but we, when passengers. we could park down there, we used to we used to have two snowmobiles. Right. But uh, 
I'm not leaving a snowmobile anywhere for for people to steal. I mean, someone came up here to the top of the mountain, came through the gate that says no trespassing, came into the section. They must have known where they were going. They they drove up this road that's in the section that you'd have no reason to do unless you knew where you were going. And it goes all the way up to the end, and it ends at this person's property that's, it's got these, I don't, I don't know, it's got rock uh, surrounding it, like in a U-shape. It's got a river that goes through it. I mean a river, not a stream like we have down here. I mean a roaring river with a bridge over it uh, and an old mining cabin there. But the guy who owned it, uh, he he went up there and he put his snowmobiles up there. He stored his snowmobiles up there. Well, this guy and a truck went up there and stole a snowmobile. And the neighbor that lived by the gate at the time, no one lives there now, just was drinking, just drank coffee and watched him drive out with the person's snowmobile. And I didn't even get a license plate or anything. I'm like, what good are you? Why even bother looking? All right. How do we get all of because we're talking about snow and the snow and the, and the sleds and okay well yeah and, and right now uh, <laughs> last time we were done a snowmobile but the snow was retreating rather fast but now we just got to dump it, it wasn't enough but it, it'll now it brought everything's white again so now it's got to melt off and then comes the mud and the ice you know but it's hard to tell right now like. You, telling Susan that I don't know how you get down the next time because that's a long time away and it, I don't know what the weather's going to do. We have weather. I don't I don't begrudge weather. Weather's good and snow up here, a big snowpack up here is what we need before for coming into summer. Otherwise we have uh we have to worry about forest fires. Or you call them wildfires now. But we do pretty. Uh, it, it depends. Like I, the weather could change. There hasn't been weather similar to this since the early 1900s here, but the, but it has. So I'm curious if it's going to start to uh, follow that same pat weather pattern in like 1920, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, we're into weather up here because weather affects our lives. Um, so we, yeah, you have to get along with weather. And weather changes. That's just a fact. Without man doing a darn thing. All right, where was I? The mushers take photos. Yeah. Up, 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 up. So, running down 4th Avenue, 12 dogs, someone in your sled. It's fun, and it should be fun, she said. The event went forward despite a lack of snow in her anchorage this winter. Snow even had to be shipped this week to Anchorage from Fairbanks for the event. After all that, it snowed about an inch Friday. The ceremonial start usually covers an 11-mile route going along city streets and trails from downtown Anchorage to the east side of the city. But the lack of snow forced organizers to shorten the race to a three-mile route. Race organizers said trail conditions will largely improve for mushers after the official start in Willow. The mood changes Sunday from the party atmosphere of the ceremonial start, where beer tents popped up on downtown streets 
and reindeer dog vendors were selling to the crowd, Zirkle said. Reindeer dogs. It's a little more serious. Kind of pull up your britches and get ready to race, Zirkle said. There are 85 mushers signed up this year for the race, which crosses long stretches of unforgiving terrain, including two mountain ranges and the wind-lashed Bering Sea Coast. I, you know, you got to be crazy to do that. You just got to be a little crazy to do something like that. Oh, I know. I was a little crazy back in the day, and I did things I really shouldn't have done. Quite stupid things. Yep, but if you survive, it works. Anyway, uh, if you want to watch the Iditor online, do a search, and I'm sure they have. They'll have some. They'll have some of the footage online. I suspect they would by now. And again, I'm wondering if they. Ever, I hope they go to body your helmet cams or something one year. All right, and up down again from WND police import inspectors in Spain said they discovered an estimated 20,000 military uniforms likely destined for ISIS and Al-Qaeda terrorists at spots in Syria and Iraq that were hidden within containers labeled as secondhand clothing the uniforms were found at the bottom of charity and aid packages at the ports of Valencia and Algeciras, International Business Times reported. The containers which carried the military uniforms were declared as second-hand clothes so as not to raise suspicions and be able to pass different custom inspections without any difficulty, a statement from authorities read, the Daily Mail reported. Spanish security officials didn't confirm that the destinations for the packages, including terrorist hotspots in Iraq and Syria, but port inspectors said the gear was believed to have been headed to the Al-Qaeda-tide group Jabhat al-Nusra and to ISIS in Syria and Iraq, the Daily Mail reported. Again, why, why, where's the Associated Press? Where, where's, all the, where's all the news agencies? In America, not talking about it. What are they? Where do we have to go? Oh, to Europe to get their newspapers that are talking about us because they're not well, they're willing to talk about what's going on in Europe. And ditto, ones over here want to talk about what's going on over Europe, but don't want to. You, you kind of get the drift, right? Well, I'm confused. If they have military uniforms, are they? Like, they can <laughs> infiltrate. It, no, it's got to be. It would be like Iraqi uniforms. Not, no, not ISIS uniform, not terrorist uniform. It's not, it's, they're, they're going to use it to infiltrate the military. That's why, see, I was confused because they didn't say this in this article. Well, it was implied. That's why I wanted you to explain because I'm going, okay, what do you mean they're getting military uniforms? They're going to be military they, now? Yeah, they don't want to, they don't want to wear military uniforms. What are you kidding me? So this is for them to infiltrate other armies. Right. I, they couldn't have got the, these uniforms past. It's, okay. Well, let's finish reading okay, the story. Okay. With the roughly 20,000 military uniforms and accessories, it would have been impossible to equip an entire army 
which would be ready to enter into combat in any of the battlegrounds which jihadist terrorist net organizations have around the world, Spain's Interior Ministry said in a statement. No, my, my explanation might turn out to be wrong. I might have outthought myself. That's what I'm saying. This is a confusing article. I, I know. Well, when I start reading 20,000, I, I start going like this, and I can infiltrate with 20,000 uniforms. That would be kind of... St- I would kind of stand out, right? <clears throat> so I guess what they're trying to do is have their own uniform, I I suppose. Uh, I can't even... Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the roughly 20,000 military uniforms and accessories, it would have been possible for the group uh, to equip an entire army which would be ready to enter into combat in any of the battlegrounds in which the jihadist terrorist organizations have around the world. Sprain's Interior Ministry said in a statement, Spain, of course. The uniforms were camouflage fatigues. Police in Spain declined to say whether they hailed from Europe, but they did say the discovery may be linked to the arrest of seven smugglers in Spain last month after a lengthy investigation of foreign structures that were providing support for ISIS and Jabhat al-Nusra, the Daily Mail reported. Then police put out a statement about the suspects. Five are Spanish nationals of Syrian, Jordanian, and Moroccan origin. Spanish nationals? You mean they're not citizens? They're in Spain, but they're really from Syria, Jordan, and Morocco. It's because they're, they're the refugees, right? Yep. But they've, again, like you keep saying, they've been there for years. Most of these people that are being, like you talk about, activated, have been in these countries for years. Except for the refugees. Right. But that, the older ones, like you said, they're the going The ones that to... were riding in the street before this even happened, yes. They have been, they have been let, let into Europe and let to do what Islam teaches Muslims to do. Multiply, stay together. Have your own Sharia cards. Try and get Sharia in into the uh, legislation, into the government of the country you're in. In Europe, there are places where they they are their, they have their own government. I mean, banks are giving them uh, halal. Uh, I don't know if it's called halal for the bank, but <clears throat> fuzzy muzzy uh, banking mortgages, all that kind of stuff. Well, they can't have mortgages. They can. But they, you can't charge them interest. Interest is against the law in Islam. So th- that's already happened in Europe. The banking structures all change. Uh, they've gotten s- some Sharia law into the actual governments are already over there. Now they've risen to the numbers where they start coming out of silent jihad and start doing a little more active jihad, which is why you don't hear anything over there because they don't want to tell you that they're still rioting and gnashing of teeth and breaking of windows and stealing of goods and with that we're going to go to a break it's young cooperative radio show you stay tuned cause we'll be right back socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. 
Resistance is futile. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45 non-tobacco user could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. Okay, and welcome back. The Uncooperative Radio Show, our half of one. Now, I want you to explain more because I'm confused too. When you were talking, you're talking about the Muzzies infiltrating Europe and the banks, and that in Sharia law they're not allowed to pay interest. So, how in the world is, are banks making money if they're complying with this? Uh, it's a good question. I never bothered to look. My understanding was they weren't making money, at least when it first started, that's the way it was. Uh, 
I don't know why you would want to give a mortgage to somebody who you're not going to make money off of. So I, I maybe there was some kind of fee they're allowed to pay or uh, some kind of gift to the lender or something. You know, there's always loopholes. You know how that goes. Well, do you see? That's a great example of how incompatible with Western ways Islam is. I mean, it really has no place in our society at all. Yeah, they didn't get that from from the Jews. What, bank, Jewish bankers have always collected interest. What's... Well, I know, I know. And the other stuff about their stupid laws, they can't have a dog in a car with them, there's no alcohol. Who the hell are they, they to tell they, us Dogs what? are unclean to them. But who the hell are they to tell us what to do? They're, they're muzzies. Everybody's supposed to be a Muslim, and everybody's supposed to follow their fake God's laws. See? That's why. Because it's not a religion. It's a blueprint to run a theocratic empire. It is it is incompatible with anybody. Because it nothing is compatible with Islam. Islam must dominate the world. That's why they're destroying Christian churches and urinating on them over there. What? I just am amazed that most people have... Don't realize that no other religion tells you what to do. It sure does. It t- God tells you what to do, yes. He tells you what not to do, not what to do. Well, true. He tells you what not to do. He doesn't order right. you to no, do No, we things. have free will. So it's another, right. That's another way you can tell that it's it's Lucifer and not God that was talking to Muhammad. Because it, there's no free will in Islam. That's evil in and of itself. I know you want to believe all religions are equal. They are not even close. I've studied them all, and they're not. All the big ones I've studied, and many of the minor ones. There's big differences between religions. There's little differences between Christian sects, but that's not a separate religion. Although, to be honest, our founders looked at them as separate religions. Uh, Catholics was different from Presbyterians, different from whatever they had Protestants, Protestants, yeah. Baptists. Well, I think it was the Presbyterians were back then. I don't think Baptists. Yes, they... absolutely. Oh, you yelled in my ear. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, absolutely. The Baptist church was in the colonies. Absolutely. We've done well, many awards. I wasn't sure it was that old. It I is. Don't, I it's don't know really the history old. of the I was, I was really surprised too, Brian, when I found out. Baptist religion is really old. Quakers were there. Well, Mormons. It's, it's not really. A re- it's it's a, a sub sect of the same religion right but yeah they were around back in colonial days and and farther back as well because they were fleeing from the church of england well i know the press the, the, the presbyterians were getting slaughtered in spain uh during the inquisition there was more than one inquisition that's why it gets confusing the inquisition was designed to get rid of the fuzzy buzzies uh but they used terminology as infidels see they call them infidels and muslims call us infidels see uh, but yeah, it was to get rid of the infidels. So then this one bishop kind of acting on his own, who had a certain hatred of any other religion but Catholic, decided that the of all the other Protestants, I don't know if Presbyterian, I think Presbyterian was there. Yes. Yes, it was definitely Presbyterian. Anyway, the Pro- the Protestants, they they went after them, just like the Fuzzy Buzzies. So, and the, poor, the only part was to get rid of the fuzzy monsters, but this guy wanted to get rid of all other religions from Spain, too. 
besides Catholicism, and and well succeeded for a short while because if there were anybody else there, they were doing it in secret. Religion, you know, religion has its ups and downs. There's good parts that make religions a necessity for society, and there are parts that really are a pain in the backside just, that well, just don't work. But I don't like organized religion because it's always politics in it. And religion should have nothing to do with politics. Meaning, you know, what's right, what's wrong, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's why you're an interfaith minister. Because it's not organized. <laughs> this is... And it's uncooperative. <laughs> those listening to me right now are my flock. There you go. You know, as an aside, two things that I want to tell the progs that and most people do not know our own history of the United States... But doing my Woman of the Revolution show over at TalkShoe.com, I'm learning a lot. The only Catholic colony we had was in Maryland. They yes. were They were all Catholics. Now. And it was not named after Queen Mary either. No. We actually highlighted that on the show. I know. It's kind of weird. You'd think it, it is, would be, but it's but not. It's not. No. And um, Pennsylvania, he found – he found – it on the premise that he wanted multiple religions to get together. He opened up his colony. Uh, I think it was William Well, Penn, that's right? what interfaith ministers do. Right. And he opened it up to many different religions. He said all are welcome in Pennsylvania. Yeah, but there was only Christians. Well, I know. They're all Christians. Right. Right. So you got to be careful. Every time you say religions, they're thinking Muslims. No. There were no Muslims. No. Yeah, there were no not one. Muslims. Not one Muslim. Unless they were slaves. Again, uh, but they weren't Muslim anymore because they were all taught Christianity. Yep. So, uh, no Muslims. No. The only reason that we any Korans in the country was because Jefferson wanted to know more about his enemy, which were the Barbary pirates, which were Muslims. And that's why you, you know where caliphate is now. This is something you never even heard of before. But now you know why the leader was called the caliph. The caliph is the supreme leader of the caliphate. And that's who surrendered to the Marines. How can these progs with a straight face go on TV and say how much the Muslims have have contributed to America? They were never here before. Because they're, they're ignorant. Yeah, they're but... ignorant. They just believe whatever care tells them. Whatever lies they're fed about it, they just accept it on Facebook. They just don't, they don't understand that they're, they're progs. They're stupid to begin with. I mean, if you're still a prog, you don't have a brain. Hey, you're been, running on all heart. But, but I thought the president was the most brilliant man in the world. Him? He's not brilliant. But that's what they say he is, and yet he's, he's perpetuating this lie as well. He's not, do, he's not doing anything his handlers don't tell him to do. And I'll point it out to you again that the person that's in charge of Obamanus is Valerie Jarrett, who was is an Iranian immigrant and probably, you guessed it, a Muslim. You can look it up. I'm sure she is. Uh, or she, or maybe not. They scrubbed, I forgot, they scrubbed the internet when this guy got elected the first time. Well, I have no idea what's on there with her. But just look at her picture. It, it speaks volumes. The woman is, ugh, ugh, mean looking. Like, she's been, she's so mean and changed her face permanently. You remember when you were a kid, your mother said, don't don't make faces like that or your face might stay like that. Maybe there's something to it. Uh, go figure. 
What? Did you test her? <laughs> no. I just, I, it amazes me that people are buying this hook, line, and everything that comes out of all these politicians' mouths, hook, line, and sinker. It just boggles Look, they my have mind. they got everybody prepped. They didn't know they were prepping for Muslims, but they did. By getting all that PC social diversity stuff going, that plays right into the playbook of Islam. Is Right into the playbook, because no... I, I hate to break it to you. The ones that you think are moderate aren't, and you won't know that till it's too late, because they're the last ones to activate. Uh, but, but now there's going to be more fuzzy muzzies being brought in, both by regular immigration and this refugee nonsense. He said, you know, he was going to try and make sure that everything he does could not be undone when he was no longer in office. I don't think we've seen the half of what's going to happen. And he, he might succeed. Who knows? <laughs> uh, well, he's not doing it. You know what I mean? We all, we all know there's lots of, there's other people pulling his strings. And sad we have a puppet president. We're, we kind of look a little bit like a banana republic right now. It's kind of bizarre. Anyway, a down from Fox News. What, the other one? Was it a down? It was an up-down because they got caught. Okay. Which means, that means that the Span that Spain and is doing more against Muslims than we are in our own country. That our country is looking at us, we the people, not the Muslims. They had to step things up. What they, they don't, they didn't think for a minute this was going to happen. They believed all the touchy-feely nonsense they were fed because they're progs, and progs have been fed this nonsense their whole existence. And so they just keep, well, that's right. It's not proper to say one religion is better than another. Not one culture is better than another. Man, the sociologists got their dream with these progs. <sighs> they were all equal. It's all the same. Or, or, or everything's better than we are. Their culture's better than our culture. Their religion's better than our religion. Anyway, they've, they've been so just bathed, and they're all metrosexuals over there, bathed in this stuff that they bought it. They, they bought into it, hook, line, and sinker, right down the line, and now they're, now they're finding out what the next step is after you, right after the third stage of silent jihad. Look it up. Silent Jihad. Look it up on the internet. Usually, it's pretty easy to find because now not too many people talk about it. Uh, and the guy, the one you'll want to find is the guy with all the videos. Watch the videos. He'll teach you all about it. Okie dokie from Fox News. Two Virginia volunteer firefighters were suspended for transporting an 18-month-old girl to the hospital in a fire engine last Saturday, ultimately saving her life. What? The, who's the idiot in charge here? Uh, how do these people get in charge? These people, it happened in EMS, New York City EMS too, Emergency Medical Service. The, the officers were just such doofus eye. It was unbelievable. I mean, they, they were all just petty, just on people's back, petty nonsense. 
And uh, obviously, those people, morale sucks when they're in charge. Obviously, this guy uh, is too stupid for words. A fire truck is a rescue vehicle. They rescued the baby and took it to the hospital. Captain James Kelly and Sergeant Virgil Bloom. Yes, I was a volunteer fireman. Of the Falmouth Volunteer Fire Department in Fredericksburg, were the first to respond to a call of a child having a seizure at an undisclosed location near a McDonald's and took her to a nearby hospital, according to Fox 5 DC. Now, they should get medals. They're going to end up getting medals, by the way, uh, because this is going to cause an outrage. Gelly said they were suspended because their fire engine is licensed as a non-transport unit and doesn't have the proper restraints and medications that an ambulance would have. Well, yeah, but the ambulance isn't there, and the hospital is over there. So they want to take the patient to the hospital. The quickest way to do that is to do it in the fire ambulance. Well, the fire truck. I, I don't know. Every, New York City it's, it doesn't exist anymore. They merged with Fidney, so I always get that kind of messed up. So I wonder, since they're... Maybe they should have their own ambulances then. If this will stop the problem, just roll out an ambulance with every ladder truck. There you go. But anyway, McDonald's is making me hungry. <laughs> Kelly, look, I was I was a paramedic. This is stupid. I, I it is absolutely ridiculous. They don't need special restraints. It's it's a it's a baby, right? Yeah. It's a child. You hold the child. Yep. And it is a transport unit yep. because it transports firemen. Yep. How could it be a non-transport unit when firemen hang off the back of it and stuff? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty dangerous. That's much more dangerous than having sitting inside the fire truck without a seatbelt. Trust me, you don't need a seatbelt in a fire truck. If that fire truck hits another vehicle, it just pushes it out of the way. You won't even know what it hit it. It would just baby, goodbye. Just, well, man, they just knock people out of the way with that. I, I've seen them do it in New York City, man. You get out of the way or they'll knock you out of the way. <laughs> Same thing with the idiots that park on a fire hydrant because they don't. there's nowhere else to park, so they park there. Parking's rough in New York City. But you don't do that because if there's a fire, they're not going to wait to find the person who no. owns the vehicle to move no. it. What they're going to do is from the from the street side they're going to break your side win- window put the fire hose through and out the other one and then attach it to the pump and a leaky fire hose at that and you've seen that as well <laughs> i've seen it yes yeah, i have you've never told me any of this oh, man, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you've never told me you've told me how you have you helped control the fire see Firemen are like, they're like brutes. I mean, they're just, they just are. And you have to kind of like treat them like children, right? That's well, it's not that they're, no, it's not that they're brutes. They just, they want to, they want to be, they're heroes. They want to be heroes. They want to help. They want to do something. They don't stand around well. <laughs> so if you don't give them something to do, they're, they're going to find something to do. And usually you don't want them to do that. No. So I always made sure everybody had something to do. This way, there was no question. Everybody's hands are full. You you hold the head steady. You uh, go down by the feet there and give me stuff out of that bag. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna need you and you to go and get the longboard out of the out of the back. 
they just they're happy. Then they're happy as they're like they are. They're just happy, and I love it because if I had a really fat patient, uh, we couldn't lift up. We'd call the fire department. They would come, and it was like the Amish barn building thing. <laughs> they they come out and they put like three long boards down. <laughs> Put the guy on him, strap him up, pick him up, put him in the back of the ambulance for me. I was like, "Can you follow me to the hospital?" <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, they said yes, and they did. See, uh, they're always, that's what I mean. They're just they're, they're just I don't know. It's just they're just honestly in need of something to feel that they're doing something important. They just got to do something, you know. You can't if you leave them. I learned real fast. Don't leave them standing on the round on their own, especially then the police roll up. Oh, you, the cops in New York City, the fire department in New York City goes back. It goes back Decades, probably a hundred years. years. Yeah, the, they say, hate each other years. with a passion. Yes, they do. The, and they're always fighting for uh, tax dollars because the police want the tax dollars. The fire department wants the tax dollars. And so then the police made a uh, an ESU unit, emergency response unit, but there was only two in all of Manhattan. No, there was only one in all of Manhattan. Well, maybe two. I don't know. It's really hard to get them there because you call them if they're busy, you know, they can't come. And we weren't allowed to break down doors because we weren't police officers. We didn't have peace officer status. They should have gave it to us, but they didn't. Uh, so we had to either have the police come or the firemen because the firemen, they have, they have to have police powers because they have to be able to break into buildings to put fires out. And that has to do with suing people. Oh, it has to do with the law. They have to have the legal right to do so. And to do so, you have to be a peace officer. I, I We weren't paramedics, so... Yes, yes, I did kick down doors because I don't have that kind of time to waste. And and then we used to call the fire department because they were fast. There's fire stations all over the city. So you call a lot, you call for, uh, you know, help to open the door. They come in, they bust the door open for you, big, big, boom, and you go. And, and they're just sitting at the fire station doing nothing. ESU's rolling all over the place because he, there's only, you know, there's only one in the whole place. So you could never really get it in a timely fashion. And then for some reason, the then... The upper crusties, uh, they hired an ex-police chief, and he started running us like cops. And it, what a pain! He didn't know first thing about what he was doing. We are not police officers. That's not, we have a different skill set. We have different tools. But uh, yeah, if I got if anyone complained about me kicking in the door, I would have gotten in a lot of trouble. Well, they did complain about one, and I, that's right. They they said they should make me pay for it. I was like, I hope not. It was in a really nice building, and it was a really nice door. It was, uh, you know, solid oak, stained. It was about three inches thick. Uh, yeah, I, I busted it in. But I, there was someone on the other side of it, and I could hear them, and they were saying, help. Well, I had to go in. I couldn't wait. But, you know, you were not – tech. I could have actually – Got arrested for that. I could have actually been put in jail for that. Luckily, I wasn't. So anyway, let's get back to the Fredericksburg people. The horrible captain. It just had made me have flashbacks of horrible officers in EMS. And, and, oh, and the Air Force. Yeah. So anyway, non-transport unit. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he said, when this kind of thing happens, firefighters are praised, but then disciplined. 
Kelly explained to Fox 5 DC Saturday he told the driver to turn the fire engine on because the child was in desperate need of medical care and the nearest ambulance was about 10 to 15 minutes away. He said when he asked where the nearest medic was, he received vague responses. In other words, there's an ambulance, but is a paramedic on board. Advanced life support or basic life support. That's the difference. The fire engine picked up the child and transported her to Mary Washington Hospital. A separate ambulance requested to meet with the firefighters at the Falmouth Station, but Kelly denied the request because of the proximity to the hospital. They were closer. Right. I wouldn't have asked them to do any different. I would have told them to go. The, see, you, you can't get into this. It's it's my chance to be a hero mode, which is too easy to happen. It happened to me for a bit. Uh, you, you've got to learn the idea is to do what's best for the victim, if you will. Patient. Uh, well, not, no, because I'm not there yet. Right. They're not my patient. They're not your patient. Good right. point. That's a really good point. <laughs> Thank God, because whatever, well, I'd be responsible for what they did. No, you're right, because like even when I was, you know, as a nurse, until I took control, that was not my patient. It was belonged to whoever was before me. Right. So that's a good thing to explain to folks. It's not like I would say, I'm not going to take care of you. You're already being taken care of until you're in my com- in my. One of the things you need is to get to the emergency room as fast as possible. The exception is paramedic units where they bring the emergency room to, to you. you. But still, even under, even with that, if I was the paramedic, I still would have told them, go. Right. You're that close to the hospital? Get go. the kid there. Yep. Because if... If it's faster, they get the same care faster. But if they try and get with me to get that care, and it takes them longer to get to me than to the emergency room, then that patient lost time. Time is everything. There's a golden hour. That's it. Especially with and children. And that's, that's for trauma. Now, medical things, that's a whole different thing. Seizures uh, in children, you know, they can get brain damage from that. Yeah. And I, most of them, though, are usually – I've had a lot of seizures caused by – People, let's just say people to get a word to the impression that when, like I was a kid, you're supposed to give them an alcohol bath or an ice cold bath to bring down a fever. Well, absolutely not. For the first, for one thing, it throws them into shock. It could. And for another thing, it tends to make them shiver, which creates heat, which raises the temperature. So you want lukewarm, tepid water. That's it. You know, they did I've that. I've done it to Susan twice. <laughs> She still screamed like it was an ice bath, but I know it does. It hurts when you have a very high temperature. It hurts. It really does. But you know they did this forever in the hospitals, Brian. That's it's, why it's called practicing right. medicine. <laughs> but I'm sorry when they when they get into the job of telling us how to eat healthy and how to do this. That's when they screwed up. They went way outside what a doctor's supposed to do, and what happened? They messed up. They told you to take something that hurt you. I gotta go to break some co-op radio show. Stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Okay, we have a little humor for you called "You Might Be a Liberal." If you think Durka Durka Murtha Jihad is your hero, you might be a liberal. If you sit around all day thinking about ways of getting rid of President George W. Bush, you might be a liberal. 
If your children are channel surfing on the television and they come across the Fox News channel and suddenly stand up and yell, Heil Hitler! Uh, you might be a liberal. If you think Rush Limbaugh is the Antichrist, you might be a liberal. If you think the United Nations should rule the world, you might be a liberal. If you feel that Bill Clinton was the best president in the history of the United States of America, you might be a liberal. If you vote for a candidate because they are good-looking, you might be liberal. If you think Nancy Pelosi is brilliant, you might be liberal. If you base your life on the slogan, if it feels good, do it, you might be liberal. If you're waiting for utopia to begin, you might be a liberal. If you believe there is no right or wrong, but it's a personal decision, man, you might be a liberal. And lastly, if you name your children Moon Unit, Apple, or Seven, you might be a liberal. Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 in all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. <laughs> She'll be all right for a while, for a while she can smile until Barack comes back and she goes on the attack and it doesn't work. Oh, hell! You know I taught her well, you couldn't tell that she fakes crying. And now, a message to freshman Tea party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward, while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. Uh, there.
There's no calls for alarm. We have everything under control. Oh, uh, because we know that something from nothing leaves something. Cause you gotta have something to run an economy. Something from nothing leaves something. But I have an uncomfortable feeling that this prosperity isn't something on which we can base our hopes for the future. No nation in history has ever survived a tax burden that reached a third of its national income. Today, 37 cents out of every dollar earned in this country is the tax collector's share. And yet our government continues to spend $17 million a day more than the government takes in. We haven't balanced our budget 28 out of the last 34 years. We've raised our debt limit three times in the last 12 months. And now our national debt is one and a half times bigger than all the combined debts of all the nations of the world. We have $15 billion in gold in our treasury. We don't own an ounce. Foreign dollar claims are $27.3 billion. And we've just had announced that the dollar of 1939 will now purchase 45 cents in its total value. Guavit Radio Show, Hour 2. What was I doing? <laughs> oh, ambulance and fire, yeah. The fire engine picked the child, transporting her to Mary Washington Hospital. A separate ambulance requested, I did that. Um, the girl was put on oxygen in the fire engine and was... In the trauma room within 13 minutes of the time the call came in, Fox 5 DC reported. Now, look. Now, that's from the time the call came, came in, in, not the time they're on the scene. Right. That's pretty damn good. It is. Uh, our response time, New York City Mine, uh, before when I was just a regular EMT, paramedics, you, you get thrown all over the place. Uh, we had ours down to under seven, that's, seven that's minutes. That's awesome for New York. That is. Well, I, I drove like a nut. I was you know, completely you, illegal. You know. You're not supposed to break the laws, but <laughs> I, I, the laws did not apply to me. The side, a, they made the sidewalks big enough for a giant ambulance to drive on, then I don't see why I shouldn't drive on them. <laughs> he was an adrenaline junkie for a very long time. But look at this. They had oxygen on the... Uh, and the they uh, always have oxygen right. because, of, uh, because of the... Smoke inhalation. Right. Smoke inhalation for the... Firefighters. Which, Every fire, there's always some fireman on oxygen. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's a fire. Just been my experience. I don't know why. I don't know what happened to him exactly. I never. I was a little busy running a scene at the time. But anyway, they anyway, had oxygen on the fire engine. They were holding on to the little girl. What is the big problem? Because technically, if it was a paramedic, they could give value on seed for seizures. Yeah, but they wouldn't have been there for another 10, 13 minutes. Right. I, there was no reason to do anything but what they did. <laughs> and though, I'm telling you, if they're anything like New York City, Fiddy Fire, Fighters Boy, they're like big kids. And they're heroes. They just want to be a hero. I'll I be told a hero you. all I the said time. They were like kids. <laughs> no, like big kids. Like big kids. Yep. And yeah, if you ever been in a firehouse with them, 
<laughs> like big kids. It's like a <laughs> frat house almost. <laughs> anyway, Brian Nunemaker, the girl's father, told the Fox affiliate the incident occurred as he and his daughter were coming back from running errands. He said he pulled over by the McDonald's and was assisted by a passerby as well. As a parent, you feel extremely helpless to be unable to assist the most important person in the world during such a time of emergency, Nunemaker said in a statement. Worst case scenarios run through your head while you are hoping for the best. The eternity of waiting for help to arrive was surprisingly non-existent in this situation. I was surprised how quickly help had arrived in the form of a fire truck. Now, this must be the first time the child has had a seizure or it's an unusual occurrence because they have medications. If, if your child is has seizures normally, has a seizure condition, you have medications with you for the child. Right. So I just wanted to clarify that for the, the folks out there. This is a new seizure situation. Well, actually, situation. that would be their job to do it because we're not there, so we don't know. Well, if they called nine, if they called nine one one, they did not have that. Did not have what? Any medication for the for the child? If you if you have a child, or it didn't work. Well, yeah, so they're again, right. They're not saying it. I, we need journalists. We need people on how to write. <laughs> Please, my lord. I mean, Gosh. it's a simple rule. Who, who, what is it? Who, what, when, where, how, and why? Right. Well, if answer I, those questions, and you're a journalist. If I wrote my articles like they write theirs. I would never get published. Especially... Now, you know, now you know why the places you are working with always publish everything you do. Because otherwise they got this. <laughs> I mean, and I write medical articles, so you have to do a lot of research and you have to, you have to make sure you have your facts. Because people are going to be reading it as if they can take that and get more uh, knowledge and more advice from it. This, they're That's not the even whole give, purpose of your writing. I know. They're not even giving us anything. <laughs> this is supposed to be telling us everything that I just said they're supposed to tell us. They didn't answer them. There's too many questions. There shouldn't be questions about who, what, when, where, how, and why. That should be taken care of. It's basic. Anyway, when the firefighters arrived on the scene, Nunamaker's daughter was limp, but she was still breathing and had a pulse. His daughter arrived at the hospital and started to have another seizure, but it stopped momentarily. Nunemaker said his daughter was later transferred to VCU and was later discharged. Okay, uh, I can't even ask Susan what a VCU is because I've never heard of it before. They've changed all the designations in all the hospitals. What is a VCU? We, I have no idea. What starts with V? A VC. Oh, well, VC. V, v Kong? V Kong unit. No, that can't be right. Who knows? Nunemaker told, uh, shouldn't she be going to pediatric pediatric emergency and then to pediatric, well, she'd be in the emergency room until she was stabilized. She's supposed to go to a pediatric care unit. Right. PCU. What's a VCU? Vulcan care unit? That's just, what? Uh, and why would you use the term without explaining it as a writer? Why would you put in parentheses, blah, 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 blah. Nunebaker told Fox 5 DC, and of course it's Fox on top of it, he was hoping to put the ordeal behind him, but couldn't when he heard the news of Kelly and Bloom's suspension. My wife and I feel terrible for the fallout that has happened to these two gentlemen, Nunebaker said in a statement to Fox 5 DC. 
They simply had the best interests of our daughter's care in mind. Stafford County Fire and Rescue Department said in a statement to Fox 5 DC, they are unable to comment on the situation, but a regulatory compliance issue is under review by the Fire and Rescue Department and the Virginia Department of Health. When has any Department of Health helped? Even the state ones. Oh, I got through the ups and downs for the week. Ha ha. Didn't make it the whole show. Uh, but now I'm tired. I've done too much. But we have to go on. So the weekly morality check. And we will explore states' rights. I hate, you know, it's so telling. When you say the word states' rights, immediately they said, that's that's been decided already in the Civil War. No. No, it wasn't. That wasn't what was decided. That's just what a bunch of politicians decided. All right. From CNS News, when Disney and ABC decided to make a sitcom based on the teenage years of hate-mongering, homosexual, savage love, advice columnist Dan Savage, anyone could guess this was going to be a religion-bassing extravaganza. Now the show is here. It's called The Real O'Neills, which is an odd title since they couldn't have manufactured a more wooden set of caricatured Catholics who are both wildly dysfunctional and shallower than a thimble. The show's promotional video intones, in the beginning, the perfect Irish Catholic family was created, and then all hell break loose. Which is to say, all Hollywood broke loose. In the cartoonish world, all Catholics, most notably their clergy, are frauds obsessed with creating an appearance of moral perfection. Thinly disguised beneath the ruse is the real world, where everyone judges everyone else for failing to be as holy as the Lord. The TV critics aren't wild about this exercise in anti-Catholic bigotry either. A witless collection of offensive anti-Catholic cliches the new ABC series, what do you expect from ABC? Takes a talented cast and saddles it with some of the worst material in ages. So wrote the New York Post TV critic, Robert Rourke. If the real O'Neills went to confession, a thousand Hail Marys wouldn't be penance enough. In the pilot episode, the parish family of St. Barclays, naturally not on the actual list of honored Catholic saints, overhears the real O'Neills having private family meeting during Bingo Bonanza night, running through their deepest character flaws. Mom and dad are in therapy and are getting a divorce. Jimmy, the oldest son, is the muscle brain wrestler whose supposed anorexic Shannon, the daughter, is a con artist stealing money that's supposed to be for African relief. But Kenny, the middle child and central character based on Savage, announces he's gay. This occurs after a ridiculous scene wherein Kenny creates a bathroom disaster 
by flushing a 12-pack of condoms down the toilet after his girlfriend begged him for sex. It's a toilet topped by a large statue of the Virgin Mary. Come on, girl, help me out, Kenny says in a panic. The statue was supposedly placed there to remind the men of the house to put the toilet seat down. We don't have that problem. Reviewing Daniel Feinberg of The Hollywood Reporter, who's less critical, still worries. The biggest concern from a Catholic point of view is that the first three episodes all rely on some variation of the ultra-religious mom is clearly wrong about something and has to learn a lesson about inclusion structure. Now imagine the template imposed on a dysfunctional Muslim family sitcom ultra-religious parent is clearly wrong about something and has to learn about inclusion. Throw in some statues of Muhammad on a toilet, that would never fly in a million years. But Catholics are fair game for a vicious cartoon. It's sadly true. They do kind of bring it on themselves a little bit, but now this this guy Savage is over the top because he's, he's just a disgusting individual in general. It has nothing to do with him being a homosexual. He's just a disgusting person. He's a vile individual. Every single Catholic character in the O'Deals is a phony or an idiot. When Father Phil arrives for the bingo bonanza, he buys four cards, and Shannon says that's setting a bad example. I took a vow of poverty, the priest says. The teenage girl shoots back, does your Lexus know that? He replies, well played, child. There are also laugh lines like these. I made Jimmy pancakes in the shape of Jesus to encourage him to eat and get over his male anorexia. And mom doesn't let us go in the jacuzzi. She calls it the devil's chowder. Imagine people in America who've never set foot inside a Catholic church, and this is where they will learn about Catholics and their practices. Bigotry is still allowed on television. They do it in the Orwellian terminology of inclusion. That's right. Inclusion. Inclusion. Well, I'll include you in therapy. Go to therapy. Fix yourself. You're a mess. And Dan Savage, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be miserable your entire existence unless you seek some really serious help. And to all those people that are watching this, and uh, by the way, I know a, a lot of the Christian Protestant sects love bashing Catholicism as well. Look, I'm I'm there's nobody should be bashing Catholicism more than I do, and I don't do it. I know, I know, if you will, where all the bodies are buried. I spend a time in a monastery. A really good, important monastery. People kept coming through from other places. Anyway, uh, I can tell you that that that's nonsensical. That the you could never find what they're describing. You could never find that family anywhere. If anything, there's a there's a host of Catholics in in this country that don't even follow their own religion. I'm sorry, you don't get to pick and choose what you believe in in the Catholic Church when the Pope says this is a sin, it's a sin, and that's the end of it. He that's the way that's the rules. If you don't want to follow the rules, go find a new church. 
That's why they broke off from the Catholic Church, because they didn't like what was going on in the Catholic Church. But that was mostly politics and stuff like that, which I despise as well. Anyway, let's move along from religion. And I don't want to talk. I hate talking about Islam because, as far as I'm concerned, it shouldn't even exist. Next, from the ass Oceated Press. Florida law will specify that churches can't be forced to marry same-sex couples under a bill the legislature sent to Governor Rick Scott on Thursday. Scott's office said he'll sign the measure, which opponents say isn't necessary and is simply an overreaction to the U.S. Supreme Court decision legalizing gay marriage. No, because of judges saying you either have to marry them or pay a fine, or maybe even do jail time. That's what's going on. That's what this is about. It's about civil lawsuits, really. Bill sponsor Senator Aaron Bean acknowledged last year's ruling is the reason for this bill, which passed on a 23 to 15 vote with only Republicans in favor and Democrats joined only by one Republican in opposition. That Republican should be shot. I'm kidding. Vote him out. A definition of marriage that many held sacred and part of their religious belief was turned upside down, said Bean. Republican Fernandina Beach. Fernandina, Fernandina, yeah, Fernandina Beach. The entire marriage world turned upside down. Remember, upside down in tonight? Well, some celebrated and uh, some are still scratching their heads, but that's now the law of the land. No, it's not. The Supreme Court doesn't have the right to make law. No, it's not. So that's why we're here. Man, nobody understands the Constitution at all. No, it's just unbelievable. That's why the government up there gets to do what it does, because we won't accept that we need to re-educate ourselves. We've been lied to. We don't understand what we think we understood. We need a new education. There is nobody out there. That went to public school and the indoctrination centers that wasn't affected. It's not the law of the land. It's only the law. (sighs) SCOTUS only has the right to hear cases that are laid out expressly in Article 3, Section 2. Don't read me the first sentence of the paragraph where it says Supreme Court, in fact, all law and equity. And just stop. It's a comma, not a period. Anyway, keep reading. They wrote the, all those extra words in there were for a reason. If if that was it, if that's what it means, if that's what Article 3, Section 2 means, that they are the Supreme Court of everything, then why didn't they just stop writing there? My God, people, think. Use some critical thinking. Some stuff you can actually work through with the Constitution. Other stuff you have to learn. You have to you have to go back through the Constitutional Convention. Easiest way to do that is to go to my my uh, educational project that is was completed after three and a half years. And please start from episode one. It'll it'll put everything in context to you. You'll know the Constitution inside out. What it really means. You'll learn that. The, the, what that SCOTUS did, stealing all that power for itself, what the executive did, what the legislative branch did, all stealing power we did not give them. 
They don't have any powers that aren't expressly laid out in the Constitution. Not gen- there are no generalities in the Constitution. There no, there's nothing implied in the Constitution. That's Alexander Hamilton. And he lied. There are no implied powers in the Constitution. He knows he lied. He sat through the convention. He audited the class. Washington knew it. He presided over the Constitutional Convention. And yet he buys it to Adams and Hamilton's implied powers in the Constitution. May, may I point out that Alexander Hamilton did nothing but try and strengthen the central government through that whole thing working behind the scenes. And he was he was like a, a serpent in the garden. Uh, they all know what they decided on and what, what it meant and why it means it. And you will too if you go through the Constitutional Convention day by day. They didn't spend four months because they wrote... They wanted to write a lot of extra words that mean nothing, and all you really got to know is the first sentence of this one and the, the second sentence of that one. And yeah, no, the Constitution has to be followed as a whole. You don't like something, you amend it. That's how you change it. There is no other way to change it that is legal. All right, uh, <clears throat> where were we? However, Bean couldn't provide an example in Florida of a church being told it had to marry a gay couple. Democrats said the state and federal constitutions already protect churches, and they can already refuse to marry any couple, gay or not, based on their religious beliefs. That's nice that a church can do it. Why can't a florist do it? I think we have one amendment I might put in there is I might add an act of conscience to the Constitution, that you cannot be forced to go against your own conscience. <clears throat> we already have these protections, said Democrat Senator Geraldine Thompson of Orlando. Then what are you so worried about, Geraldine? Tell us, Geraldine. That's the title of a country song, isn't it? We have been repealing unnecessary laws, but here we are considering putting an unnecessary law in our statutes. Uh, all statutes have to be based on what's in the Constitution. So I don't really see what the problem All statutes have to be based off of the federal and state constitutions, mostly the state. So you have to have, if a power's in the Constitution... You have to create a statute in which to enforce it. If there's no statute on the books, where's the enforcement of the power that's in the Constitution? See, that's how laws are supposed to work. The Constitution says you have to do this. Well, then you have to write legislation about how you're going to actually do it. And if it's something you're telling people you can't violate the law, but well, you have to have an enforcement statute. Otherwise, it's just nice words, right? I have a question for you. Now, since the stupid Supreme Court, which is completely unconstitutional, everybody should be impeached, said that they have to marry gays. That it's the law of the land, which it's not. The only law of the land is the Constitution. Nope. They said they, they said the government had to allow. Same-sex marriage. That's all it said. I didn't say anything about churches, private institutions, or anything else. 
Okay, so the state of Florida passes this, and the DOJ goes after them because they passed this. Isn't the DOJ now the arm of the Supreme Court? You mean the, the, the DOIJ? <laughs> Department of Injustice? Yes. And if they do Not that, of the Supreme Court, no, of all law. So they're the enforcement. Unfortunately, they're they're the superior enforcement. Not supposed to be. I mean, they're supposed they're supposed to have some kind of enforcement for the federal constitution, but they're so far outside it, it's ridiculous. And we had that. They're called U.S. Marshals, and we still have them. And that was their job. So what if the states ignore the DO, the Department of Injustice, and just said, "I'm not listening to you"? What happens then? Well, if you don't, I don't know. Let's find out. I'd like to find out. I would too. Uh, the, I guess they could have you arrested. Who would they arrest? The who governor. Would, who would they send to arrest them? The governor. Who would the DOJ send to arrest the, the governor? The DOIJ? FBI. There you go. You, what, you asked me. I'm telling you. But Although, now they could probably send uh, uh, the Department of Education because they have their own SWAT team. Someone tell me why the Department of Education needs SWAT team and why they need millions of rounds of bullets and body protection, armor, and all that stuff. The Department of Education. Department of Agriculture, too. Did you know that? Yeah. Armed the Department of Agriculture. They even armed the post office. Now, that's scary. Everyone of my age generation remembers going postal. postal. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Those people are a little wrapped too tight there. I don't think they should have guns. They're arming them for because when we start doing I know it, why they're doing it. Because when we start ignoring the, the federal government, that idiot's up there, and start saying no and reassert our constitutional sovereignty as a sovereign state. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. They will, have these, they will have the teachers armed against the kids, forcing us to bring you, the kids to tell school. Tell you right now, you better be on your state government's backside to make sure they have... Enough weapons, bullets, everything they need for the uh, for the National Guard. It's actually the State Guard. Again, you can't you can't nationalize something just by passing legislation. It doesn't work that way. Oh, we're going to get into that when but we get to we, states' rights. It turns out he's kind of under he's kind of under giving money to the state. What you, some people call the militia, organized militia. Um. So they're not funding it well enough. There's, there's plaintiffs they don't have enough. They couldn't call out their own National Guard because they don't have enough to do it. They don't have the money to pay them. They don't have the equipment. Brian. So now we have to, it's a grand taking back your state government. Yep. You're going to have to say, you need to fund, you need to make sure the Guard is funded so that it can protect us against invasion and from the federal government. That's what needs to be done. Now, of course, depending on where you live, and the people that get elected, you might not get anywhere. But you don't know until you try. Some people surprise you. Well, that was a surprise. I just, time for a break. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. How horrible. 
It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, A Life-Altering Journey Across North America by Susan Francis Bonner is available in ebook form for Kindle owners at Amazon.com for $7.99. This true story chronicles the changes Susan witnessed in nursing, the medical field, and in our nation during the years 1998 to 2002. It is written to expose what goes on behind the scenes concerning health care in this country, the common problems our nation faces, and what it is like to live across North America as a travel nurse. It is not politically correct or for the faint of heart. She hopes to inspire her fellow Americans to stand up for what is right and persevere no matter what the difficulties they encounter on the great journey that is called life. Again, the novel is Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, a life-altering journey across North America by Susan Francis Bonner, is available in ebook form for Kindle owners at Amazon.com. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891 If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 
This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. the Grumpet Radio Show, our half of two, half of two. Oh, it's a mess out there, Brian. It is, isn't it? It really is. The states have no clue how much power they have. Not a clue how much power they have. Well, they've been slowly eroding individual and states' rights for over a hundred years. And no, it wasn't settled. And if you keep coming back with snide little snarky responses like that, you're going to end up uh, ensuring that we have a bloody revolution. And you wouldn't like that. Where are we here? Bean? That's the that's day of a uh, British sitcom. Remember Bean? I do. He's, he's a strange character. Uh, Bean said the bill was about protecting churches from what could happen in the future and said he hopes this bill is unnecessary. Have you ever heard of a senator or a representative that hopes their bill is never used or tested? I'm the first, he said. Hopefully no one will ever challenge somebody in the practice of their religion. That will be a sad day in our nation, in our state. Some say that's where our nation is headed. It's already happened in other states. What are you talking about? It's our... It's already here. It's already been done. Yes, nothing's happened in Florida yet, but it will. It's going to happen everywhere. It takes one homosexual, just one, in the state for the ACLU to find, and now they have standing. Because after all, we must ensure that the majority in this country is crushed like a bug. The House passed the bill... HB 43 on Wednesday, the law will take effect July 1. Okay, from NigerianScoop.com. <laughs> they have a scoop in Nigeria? I do. Do they have money, food, clothes? <laughs> no. Brains? Anyway, before you go on, I just want to be a little bit somber here. I played... A clip from Ronald Reagan, um, Hope and Taxes, and that was from 1960. And I just want to give our condolences to the family for Nancy Reagan's passing from the Uncooperative Radio Show. Okay. Okay. Now they're both together. She's going to be buried next to him. How nice. Well, Primo's hanging out. Yeah, he's up there too. All the great ones are going up there, Brian. He's taking them back. He's calling them back. I'll say it. I'll say it again. He's calling them home. So you know what time it is. I know. You thought people were going to fly through the air and stuff. <laughs> that's, that's never gonna, that was never going to happen. No, that never was. Oh, 
And your original body is not going to rise up out of the ground like skeletons, which is, by the way, all they are is skeletons, right? You do know the body doesn't stay intact down there, right? <laughs> Just for a little while. And then once they get inside, the, the critters get in there. They do their job. The garbage men of the woods. Well, the earth, I guess. Except up here, we don't have any because we're too high up and there's and it gets too cold too deep, so we have no worms. I was very disappointed so was I. about that. So was I. I missed the worms. I know, you people. I know. I'm a girl. Yes, I'm a woman. I'm a lady. I know. But when I was growing up, I grew up on an island. And my father was grew up on an island, Puerto Rico. He moved us to an island, Long Island. What do you do? You fish. What do you need? Fi- what do you have to fish with? Night- worms. Nightcrawlers. <laughs> so as we a were, young we girl. We were advanced. We, Uncle Lou and I used nightcrawlers. We just put newspaper yes, out in the backyard. And then we pull it up and there'd be all these worms. In we the, used both, yeah. They were the best, the nightcrawlers. Yes, as a young girl, I picked up worms. I was a tomboy, though. <laughs> I guess you were hungry. Hey, I loved fishing. I, that's one thing. I have to say, my childhood was fantastic. Where I lived, it was still rural. We did, we were outside all the time. There was no rules. You know what I'm saying? Like they have now for kids. I didn't have to wear a helmet or well, pads. No, or, but there was a curfew when we were growing up. Yes, there was a curfew. But And I had to do chores. But I would go to the beach almost every day. I would fish with my family. I mean, it was incredible. Can't do that anymore. No. The Great South Bay was destroyed Decades ago, completely wiped out. All because they wouldn't listen to the cl- individual clambers, uh, and they the government sided with the big business guy, the Slater. He had these dredges, big ships, clam dredges, dug up the whole bottom of the bay, little at a time. I was watching it. I'm, I was a clamber. I was watching it, and I just said to myself. It's time to find something else because it says they could to be around anymore. And I was right. Mongolou thought I was crazy. Most people did. I'm like, I am telling you, if that doesn't stop immediately, it's going to be too late. And they were trying to, they had these little places. They were seeding, you know, the government playing around. Seeding places for, for bringing back clams before this happened. They were doing all that and then they allowed him to go dredge the bay. Say what I mean? Environmentalists and government make no sense. No sense at all. All right. Back to Nigerian scoop. I didn't know they could have a scoop in Nigeria. Or is it a special kind of ice cream scoop? (laughs) No, it's it's a a Nigerian ice cream scoop. Comes in dark chocolate. (laughs) All right. Oh! There it went. (laughs) You racist bastard! (laughs) I was just going to say that. You beat me to it. It appears that in some parts of the world, prayers have legit market value. For example, really? Uh, I'll put this out there now. I'll pray for anybody who wants to send me money to pray for them. (laughs) Robert, what? I'm a capitalist. (laughs) Doesn't mean anything. Just because I I pray to God doesn't mean I can't be a capitalist. For example, a church in Russia is getting away with a... What do you mean? The Catholic Church has been doing it forever. You, you have to put money in to light the votive candles. That's paying money for a prayer. So obviously it's okay, right? <laughs> I'm going to 
I am going to hear from this one. I know it. All right. Uh, for example, a church in Russia is getting away with a $11,500 debt by promising to pray for the good health of the creditors instead. Okay. That's nice of them. The Nizhny Novgorod Diocese of the Russian Orthodox Church owed 916,000 rubles, that's not the same as dollars, to construction company ERA for designing a heating system for one of their buildings. The church was only able to settle half the amount, and the company decided on taking legal action. But the owners of the company happened to be religious people, so the church was able to convince them to agree to a pretrial settlement in which the loan would be written off and the church would pray for them in exchange. What, that money for prayer? Well, um, it, why can't I do it? It'll say it in the in the. It'll article. say why I can't do it. No. And if you want to know what how much nine hundred sixteen thousand rubles is compared to U.S. dollars, you have to do your duck duck go search or or start page search. So the only two we use: duck duck go and start page. DuckDuckGo doesn't doesn't collect any information whatsoever. You can freely use it without worrying about it at all. Start page uses Google for you, so you're buffered from Google, but you're still doing the same Google search. So if you really just love Google so much you can't get away from it, uh, go through Start page. If you want to just peace of mind of no information get collected, period, end of conversation, try DuckDuckGo. Although it is common to make financial donations to Russian churches in exchange for a prayer, this is perhaps the first time such a legal agreement has been reached. In fact, the diocese legal department was rather taken aback when the company readily accepted the offer. We had an agreement on the design of the heating in a building that belongs to the diocese and which houses the Pilgrim Center, a church representative said. It turned out that there were financial difficulties, but we ourselves were surprised when the plaintiffs before the court suggested to make a settlement agreement in place of prayers. They even constituted the wording themselves. It seems that the company was more than willing to withdraw charges when they realized that the goodwill of the church was at stake. It obviously was a great deal for them. Perhaps they thought that the church's prayers might bring them far more benefit than the amount in question. Well, in Russia, you don't want to make too much money because then the government comes and takes your business. There is that. You didn't know that. It's going to be happening here soon. All successful business entrepreneurs in Russia have their companies taken away from them. So the idea is to stay under the radar. You can't make too much money. So you actually got to run a business in which you try not to make money. That's what socialism brings. Since the company had no objection to the settlement, the court ruled that it does not violate the law, asking the church to repay the remaining 258,000 rubles, which they nicely gave us the USD of $3,244. This is what happens when you're, you you print too much. You have to get 258,000 of 
of those dollars for 3,244 of ours. You devalue your dollar. You you can't think about it. Can you think about having anything to do that anything in America where where you would do something for somebody else in a business and it would cost $900,000 $900,000 for a heating system that's a little that's a little pricey <laughs> so as you can see 258,000 is equivalent to 3,244 and 65,000 rubles which is equivalent to $817 towards fines and legal fees in the form of prayers just an aside, so you know, if we are ever dropped from being the reserve currency, we will immediately turn into this. Immediately. That debt will suddenly mean a whole new thing, and all that printed dollars will mean a whole new thing too. Devaluation. Reserve currency is the only thing keeping this government from going under. That's it. And our enemies are sure looking to change that. But let's spend more money. You people want to give more money away. Let's help more poor people with the government money. It costs us like $200,000 to help someone that we would normally cost us 20 bucks. I know that's an exaggeration, but it's like that. You give money to... They're the worst charity in the world. You give them money, like 10% of it actually gets to where it belongs. So anyway, uh, that's still, I I don't think I'd pay $817 for a prayer. I'm sorry. It was bad enough when I had to put a quarter in for the votive candle. I felt it cheapened the whole thing. So, yeah, I, I had my problems with the Catholic Church all, uh, but not, not that, just, I, don't let Dan Savage near religion. Let him, let him do a show about disgusting homosexuals because there's plenty of those around. I know. Wasn't that a disgusting thing? I cannot believe that is on TV. I can't believe that when they said they were giving him a series, it was going to be a sitcom. I I'm, thought it was going to be him talking and uh, tearing down heterosexuals. I have no idea who this man is. He is the most vile person in the, in the United States of America. He, sp- he goes around spewing hate against anybody that goes against anything that he he wants for his homosexual agenda. He call- he calls us everything in the book. He spits more venom than I've ever heard anybody spit in my life. He is a hateful little man. Hateful. He has the nerve to call other people haters. That man is so full of hate, it's unbelievable. He, he is a prime example of what's wrong with homosexual activists. And I- I'm sorry... I was a homosexual, I would speak out against him. Why aren't you standing up and saying, I'm go, go away and shut up, you don't represent me. Because otherwise we think he is you. Got it? Come on, there must be some log cabin Republicans out there listening. Maybe not. Every, everybody knows I just have, I do not like homosexuality. I do I, I don't think it should be anything discussed. I don't think it should be in the news. I don't think it should be in our laws. I don't think it should be a, a, anyway. But if it's going to be, it should be between two people and nobody else. You want to do that stuff? Keep it to yourself. 
You want to come out of the closet? Go ahead. Everybody's not going to like you. Hey, newsflash. Even if you were heterosexual, everybody wasn't going to like you. No matter what you do, you're never going to get everybody to like you. Ever. It's an old saying. You can... Anyway, let's go back to God's servant here. The dependent promises to offer prayers for the health of God's servant, Ivan Arsenyev, and God's servant, Sergei Lapustin. The decision signed by the judge read. It also added that the prayers would go out to their families and for their well-being and all their good works and deeds. But, there's always a but. The company doesn't plan to check if the church is actually holding up the prayer agreement or not. We respect the diocese and we are all Orthodox believers, said ERA sales manager Andre Lapustin. It'll be on the conscience if they don't. But we trust them and have already felt the fruits of their prayers as prosperity indicators for both the company and its employees are growing. Legal experts in Russia, it, see, a lot of times that's considered positive thinking. Well, it's not only that. Is that I'm just saying it doesn't have to be that the prayers are working. Either, you know, magically, it's working, you see, because their attitude changed. Not only that, they're getting publicity that they did this for the church, so other people are, th are thinking that they're a good company to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Certainly. I do business with, uh, obviously, if I was a Russian Orthodox, I'd want to do business with a Russian Orthodox church, that, I mean, a company that, it, sure, why not? I still want to know why we can't get that insurance in Montana. It bugs me. I got to write down the number. I keep Christian I'm share writing, thing. I'm and writing. it says everywhere but Montana. I'm like, I'm not used to that. It's usually never Montana. What the heck happened? What, why wouldn't they have wanted in Montana? How could we be the only state that says no to Christians sharing their medical costs? I mean, it's, it's the person that's the perfect Christian solution. And you should, if you don't want to pay for Obamacare because it pays for abortions and everything else, there's an option for you. It's called, that's it, MediShare. That's what it's called. MediShare. So unless you're in Montana, feel free to go check them out because Montanans need not apply. <laughs> I can't for the life of me figure out why. I don't know. I, every time the commercial comes on, I'm right in the middle of doing something. I can't write down the number <laughs> to call and see and ask it, an operator. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you have money, uh, you're considering buying a gun or something, uh, you maybe you want to get one of those new ghost guns, look them up. Maybe you want to build a ghost gun so the government doesn't know about it you better hurry up because they're trying to slip through legislation that's going to make you track any piece of metal a block of metal that's later going to be turned into a receiver if it has the ability to be turned into a functioning receiver for a firearm then that has to be tracked and has to be sold gun dealer to gun dealer and gun dealer to individual In other words, you can't build a ghost gun because the block of metal you were using that you didn't have to register before, you're going to have to. And I don't like legislation like this. It shouldn't be legal. Well, it isn't. But I mean, just, just the way, the idea of it.
What are you doing? Nothing. We can all hear you. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing me. your jo- other job? <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm gonna looking, I'm gonna fire you if you don't pay I'm attention to this up, job. I'm looking up dates. Uh huh. You don't need to look up dates for my for my health care. Put it down. All right. Um. Yeah. So if you want to do a ghost gun, do it fast. Or if, if you don't want to do it, but you want to invest in the in the receiver part for future now would be the time to just get that part put it away and then you can save up for the rest of it spread the word because i i just have a sneaking suspicion this is going to make it through it's going to make it happen well i'll just write an executive order right anyway it's historic all right for the first time in modern history of russian law in the international agreement concluded with the framework of the arbitration process it included a condition of offering prayers for the health of your opponent, the St. Petersburg Legal Portal wrote on their website. As I said, whether God's giving of grace or just their positive attitude because they know they're being prayed for is making them prosper, I don't really care. They're still prospering, aren't they? So you can laugh at them for paying for prayers, but it seemed it worked, right? They think it worked. Reality's perception. But if they're really making more money, the employees are doing better. Whatever the reason, does it really matter? Only to atheists, I know. From Fox News, the United Nations personnel, including peacekeepers, intend UN missions, Around the world. You want to say the copy, really? <laughs> I just flashed back to, uh, uh, what's the word I like? Golden Child. Oh, yeah. I want the knife. <laughs> we should watch that again. Yes, we should. <laughs> Noomsi. <laughs> it's my favorite part. My brother, Noomsi. I was hysterical. That was so great. What a save. It was great. It was so funny. <laughs> Whatever happened to him? He hasn't been out or had a movie in forever. Maybe he's tired of making movies. I don't know. Did he die? I don't even remember his name. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? I can see his face. But I, I can't, can't know. He hasn't been around in a while. And frankly, I didn't watch some of his newer stuff because I didn't like that whole big fat blurry thing he was doing i don't know i didn't like it so we oh, didn't watch you any mean of after that. the nutty professor he yeah. had those couple of movies i think golden show yeah the, the thing with news he was great it, especially because he's such a uh, he's he's this powerful thing and he's he's very st- very stuffy for for you do evil know guy. The, you do know the listeners are are screaming his name at us right Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy <laughs> well you know if you're listening live we have a chat room <laughs> well it's chat you know you can chat directly to us uh, just be warned whatever you put up there is going to end up on the front page of Spreaker so if you don't want the public to to read it I don't have an option and to turn it off. And I'm actually thinking I keep forgetting to to put in a request that I don't I don't want that gone. But anyway, um 
So we're back to the UN. They were embroiled in 99 new allegations of sexual exploitation and or abuse last year. Nearly one quarter more than in 2014, according to the latest edition of an annual report on the ugly issue unveiled by UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon. The substantial uptick after years of ban-led zero-tolerance campaign against the crimes means the report blindly states that more needs to be done to reduce the number of allegations and, more importantly, the number I got to do is on the other side, Chunk Cooperative Radio Show. Stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. The path to restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots, common sense, conservative talk radio. It's on the internet. Tune, 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 tune in now. Red State Talk Radio, featuring some of the most popular internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com. Obama, 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 Obama. I left that girl, Clinton, what's her name? Since I met you, my life has hope and change. Pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look. The plants aren't growing, so I'm pretty sure that the Brondo's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Oh, well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Yeah, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah. <laughs> okay, look, you want to solve this problem. I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brondo's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brondo. Yeah, but why did they use them to make Brondo? Because Brondo's got electrolytes. Obamacare. Good for you. Good for America. A while back, Martha was always complaining about all her aches and pains. But when we got Obamacare, all that changed. As soon as the government rationed her care, she went pretty quick. And now I don't have to listen to And now, Halloween at the Obama household. Trick or treat! Hey, how are you kids doing? I guess you want some candy. Yeah! But uh, first, I think you'll agree, we need some uh, fundamental fairness in candy distribution. What? We need to spread the candy around so that it's fair for everyone. Uh, okay. 
I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Back to the Cooperative Radio Show, Hour 3. <laughs> I was a little... Three. <laughs> a little low there, dear. What? <laughs> what? I don't know if they could hear you. <laughs> well, I was trying to get him to, to like, listen really hard so that when, now when I'm talking, they go, ah, and they're turning it down, see? <laughs> Hey, you know, I've noticed that levels on other shows, like real professional shows, have been horrible. These things happen. It's live radio. I know. I know it. But <laughs> trust me, I've made my fair share of mistakes. Yeah, if y'all don't know this, if we are live, you could, you could uh, listen to us live on Sunday and Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Time at uncooperativeradio.com. You can also download and listen to all our recordings there of all our shows. Um, let's see. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Brian Bonner. If and Facebook, Brian Bonner nine zero, and we have a Facebook page. Just do a search for Uncooperative Radio on Facebook. On Facebook, it's a fan page, uh, so you guys can talk amongst yourselves and stuff like that. I really don't have time to get into stuff like that, so uh, I spend all my time searching the internet. Reading news, reading about stuff constantly. Uh, it's hard to get me to think about anything else, frankly. Well, and you also are going to tell them about us being on Red State Talk Radio. Yes, we are. The station is still moving forward. It is still working. Um, adjustments will be made in the future. We were told, but for now, it's business as usual, right? Yep, shows have been going off like clockwork. So you know, Primo had it pretty much set up on autopilot. You know, there's always glitches, but. But sadly, he passed away Saturday night, so it's kind of put everybody in a bummer mood. So you're probably going to hear a lot of people talking about Primo, because after all... He, he created the station. He created RedStateTalkRadio.com, and we have over 44 hosts. Uh, Shoebat's one of the hosts, new hosts. Um, that should get you over to Red State Talk Radio. Shoebat's uh, radio show's over there. Uh, who else? There's a, there's a couple of big names. Uh, the the guy, Bortz, is on it. Red State Talk Radio. Now, you can't... You put the monitor in front of the... Yeah, I see that. <laughs> no, I won't read it, then. Okay. I <laughs> uh, get this old monitor sitting here that I get for the Raspberry Pi, but it was misrepresented. It didn't have an HDMI port, and that's the only thing it'll work with. Uh, so, so then the guy was actually there. He sent me an adapter to to put into the DVI port on the back of it to turn it into HDMI port, which is you know audio, video, TV. 
but it turns out that port doesn't work at all on the monitor. So the only thing that works is VGA, which does work. I tested it, which is fine. I got VGA cables too, but it doesn't work. But the problem is I'm going to have to get VGA to HDMI or something because you only have you only have two ports on the thing. It's a head headset port or it's the HDMI port. Uh, if you haven't messed with Raspberry Pis and Raspberry Raspberry Pi two, I haven't checked to see if there's Raspberry Pi three yet. There's gonna be. Okay, so where are we? Banky Moon. Yes, we're back to the UN, which tells us what we have to do because we, as the United States, are human rights violators. We are. We're terrible. Didn't you know that? Um, it, it, meanwhile, it's the United Nations that are raping people, right? Yep. The substantial uptick after years of a... I, I did the band led zero tolerance, right? Mm-hmm. More needs to be done. And more importantly, the number of victims affected. Though the full victim tally is not represented in the 38-page document. That conclusion will hardly come as a surprise to a growing array of critics that has included some of the UN's own internal investigators and an independent panel that last December castigated specific UN senior officials for their inaction and even cover-up of sexual abuse allegations against non-UN troops under a Security Council mandate in the Central African Republic. They may call them non-UN troops, but they had blue hats on. So they're UN troops. I don't care if they're that. You don't have. There are no UN real troops. There better not be. They're supposed to use our our military. They're not supposed to have their own, but they must because they're they're the they're. If Obama is doing it here, you know I mean, they've got to already be doing it. At the UN. Uh. So anyway, the uh, band's latest document decorously says that the Central African Republic Review is outside the scope of the present report. I reported on this years ago. Yep. You're guilty as sin. They're still doing Photographic it. evidence and everything. I know. Uh, this was years ago. And they were wearing blue helmets. Yeah, I saw the video. They all, I don't get, well, they're always supposed to be somebody else's military. Unfortunately, it's usually the United States of America working under a different general because we let them, oh yeah, we let them do that. They let them take our troops and put them under the orders of a foreign officer. Why in God's name would we agree to that? There's no way that he has the expertise that our generals have. But that's politics. And it's what's happened when you want a new world order and you want a, you want a, a, goal, a global peacekeeping force. Uh, neither the main thrust of the review, which is that sexual abuse in such circumstances, and the reviewers included the UN in this situation, should be considered a human rights abuse demanding immediate action rather than possible criminal matter, subject to the UN's lengthy and stifling internal injustice process. This is process. unbelievable that they go around and tell all these countries what they should and should not do without even penalizing their own people for doing what the other countries are not doing. Like I said, all UN peacekeeping forces are other people's soldiers. Well, I'm sure that... But it wasn't ours. No, we weren't part of this thing in Africa. 
you might notice that we're not involved in any peacekeeping in Africa. Although Obaminus is, I, or he's unpeacekeeping, and I, I can't quite figure it out. Time and again, the critics have decried a culture of silence around the world organization over the sexual abuse issue and raised loud demands for reform that so far have never come to fruition. Whether they will be any happier this time is a good question. Bannon's report, as it has in the past, notes that only a handful of the cases have been substantiated, which critics blame on the fact that the UN itself, or peacekeepers, and the countries that supply them do most of the investigating. Nonetheless, Ban's document does go to new lengths. Bold by previous UN standards to identify the nationalities of peacekeepers and police alleged to have committed offenses. The most frequently mentioned nation is the Democratic Republic of Congo, followed by Morocco and South Africa. Morocco, isn't that a, isn't that a Muslim country? You know, it originally was. What I don't get is that they're not doing anything, but they're saying they're doing more than when they didn't do anything. Right. <laughs> they're doing more than before, but it's still they're not, a lot. Not doing anything. They're still not doing any, enough. <laughs> not anything. Enough. <sighs> Notice it didn't say the United States of America anywhere. Last month, the UN announced it was sending home. That must kill them not to be able to include us. It was sending home about 120 of its Democratic Republic of Congo peacekeepers from the Central African Republic. There isn't a peaceful nation in that continent. Why the hell would you use any of them for peacekeeping? I swear, I don't understand this pension for sexual abuse and, and to children, no less. There, there's a big problem with pedophilia amongst these people. Hey, they have Pedophilia Island, and Bill Clinton went there, so I guess he has a thing, huh? The UN Secretariat also claims to be accelerating efforts at training programs to combat sexual abuse, push the screening of peacekeepers and others for evidence of past charges, working hard to install immediate response units among peacekeeping missions to collect evidence and push to make countries that supply peacekeeping troops move faster than investigating allegations against their forces or hand the job back to the UN itself. And who pays for all this, ladies and gentlemen? Just like with our national government, we do. Oh, we don't pay all of it, but we pay a good portion of it. We proportionally pay more than any other country. So, yeah. They're going to have whole new units. Who's going to pay for them? Best technology and everything. It's got, we are. You're being taxed by the United Nations right now. The, or should I say the New World Order right now? Every time we send money to one of those organizations, you might as well consider it a tax. We're funding the government with that money, just like we do our government here. It's the same thing. It might as well be called a tax. They already have a global governance taxing going on. Figures, uh, some form of the IRS would be first. Let's get the Nazis up first. The boot, jackbooted thugs. It further hails... Could you stop? It further hails a measure. Uh, ben has already taken the appointment of a temporary special coordinator 
to approve the UN's performance on dealing with sexual abuse. More bureaucracy right. to do nothing. That's the government's job. To anything. Every time you ask the government to fix something, that's all you're going to get is more bureaucracy. It further hails a measure ban is already taken, the appointment of a temporary special coordinator. The same ban report, however, reveals that even the more aggressive reforms that it claims focus on accountability and transparency in dealing with sexual abuse problems are still often caught up in bureaucratic procedures and lengthy consensus building. So what did they do? Create another bureaucrat? (laughs) I just don't get it. No, not just a bureaucrat, a bureaucracy. (laughs) Every, every, Every time you... You make an agency, even in this country, it follows the same. It's bureaucracy. Uh, then you have to have the you, you create. Then you have to have the people that work in it. And we're so, paying for this too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything the government does, people have to pay for. The government doesn't make money. The government only spends it. Oh, well, they know they print it, so that's technically making. Well, you know what I'm saying? They don't earn money. They don't earn property. They don't earn anything. They take it from us. Get it? That, so stop asking for more government all the time because you're asking, you're begging them to take more money out of your paycheck. We must start bringing this together in America's minds. They must understand those two things work together. You you can't if you ask the government to do something, then they're going they'll gladly do it, and they will raise your taxes to pay for it. Someone's got to pay for it. Oh, let the one percent pay for it. The one percent don't have enough money to pay for it. What do you think of that? Trump wanted to pay down the debt. He's like, it's like it's impossible. I can't pay down eighteen trillion dollars. It's like all the, I see, you said all my friends could, we all together, we could pay off $18 trillion. Nope. And it's getting worse. By the day. <laughs> because every time they hit a debt ceiling, they keep going. They're going into debt every second of every day. Which means you're going into debt. We as a collective are going into debt. Which ticks me off because I don't have any debt. Nope, no mortgage, no car payments, no credit cards. Um, Sexual abuse problems are still often caught up in bureaucratic procedures and lengthy consensus building require elaborate consent and action by UN member states and also are short of money, especially when it comes to helping the usually poor and powerless victims, many of them underage. Examples, a secretariat-wide communication and public information strategy to broadcast the UN zero-tolerance message was developed in 2015. But it is still in unspecified final stages of completion. (laughs) This is is our government on steroids. This is much worse than our government, but that's where we're going, so... You're, well, you're letting them march us there. You you people elected that man twice. And as I've always said, and now I have to say it to my own people, I'm sorry, but the people get the government they deserve. 
UN technical means for vetting large numbers of peacekeepers and police for prior sexual abuse offenses was developed in 2015, but the report only says full operation will commence in first quarter 2016. The UN currently has more than 100,000 military and police personnel on peacekeeping duty. Guidelines to monitor accountability for sexual abuse allegations are being developed to be finalized this year with nothing said about implementation. Now, you know, this query me this. Why can't you just make the punishment for the offense so bad that nobody would dare do it? In other words, if it's a male involved and I haven't seen them use women in peacekeeping UN. Oh my God. That's a human rights violation. They exclude women from their UN peacekeeping forces. They don't have women fighters fighting for the UN. Anyway, why don't, yeah, why don't you just say, um, if, if, you, if we find out while you're wearing that blue helmet that you molest any child or any woman, the punishment will be castration. I'm willing to bet after the first few, nobody would doubt you any longer. That's what we should do to the rapey jeeves and then send them back home. Oh, yeah. I, t- I say we yeah, we definitely send them back eunuchs. Yep. I can't, can't breathe. Go. There you go. <laughs> two problems solved. Three. That's too harsh. It's too mean. Three problems solved. We don't want to devolve into their level. Yeah, you have to. You don't have a choice in the matter. Either you go down to their level or you're going to lose. All your high and mighty uh, ideas of rules of engagement and warfare have to go. We have to allow our military to slaughter the jihadists at will. I And I mean slaughter. Thrown in a pit, covered in pig entrails. Enough people left alive to go back and tell their groups what's going to happen to them. Work for Blackjack Percy against the Muslims. I bet it'll work again. I always said that even before I read it. I don't know why we don't do that. you got to be kidding me. Why are we so nice? These these freaks, these Muslims were fighting. Why are we being so nice? America should have been able to finish that in a week. And yeah, I'm pissed off. It's a bad mood in general anyway. You can move on from this because it's basically just saying they're not going to do anything. No, they're going to do something, maybe possibly later. And we just paid for another bureaucracy within the UN. Well, they have to fund it somehow. We pay about a little less than a third of their operating expenses for the whole shebang of all the different... uh, I think the UN itself, we actually, I think, do pay a third of the UN, but all, all the things kind of muckled around, it's around an average of 20, I guess, but <laughs> you admit, it says we can't win. We don't want to pay any more taxes to our government. And, but our government keeps agreeing to fund that government that we don't even want to exist. And of course that means with our money. So your taxes are going, your tax dollars are going to those world organizations. And your tax dollars have been funneled over to Europe to help in the bailout of the European Union. Oh, yes, we did. Through the IMF, the World Bank, and 
our very own unconstitutional Federal Reserve. Yeah, they chipped in more of our money to help bail out Europe. How do you like us now? This is all your money going all over the world for what? For nothing. For garbage. It always has been. Uh, It may help you to know that it's illegal for our government to spend any of that money on any of that stuff because it's unconstitutional. Uh, you know, I I could just end my show with the, the government's unconstitutional. Walk out if you want. I mean, this every show is going to be the same. It's unconstitutional because it is, and people need to understand that it is, and people don't want to. People are they just comfortable business as usual. Their perception of the of America and its government, they don't want to change that. That's painful. They don't want to do that. So it's it's really hard to get through to them. I mean, that's why you got to keep repeating yourself. Which, by the way, annoys me. I don't like repeating myself. Can we turn that down or do I have a fever? Anyway, on to states' rights, which, yes, it still does exist. Did you see any amendment in the Constitution to take power away from the states? From World Net Daily, a state lawmaker... In North Kakalagi, Carolina, is warning that the city of Charlotte has blown privacy to smithereens. And the Speaker of the State House says there's support for a special legislative session to correct that. It's always another bill for that, right? Snap the rubber band. The fight is over. The recent vote by council members in Charlotte, where the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association is headquartered, That will allow people to use the bathroom of their choice. The issue has played out in several other major venues across the U.S., most recently in Houston, where voters rejected out of hand a lesbian's mayor's imposition of the same transgender protection plan. Charlotte's adoption of the idea even drew the wrath of the renowned, renowned Christian leader Franklin Graham, Chief of Samaritan's Purse and the BGEA. It's it's not over, though, he reported on his Facebook page. North Carolina Governor Pat McCrory has been clear that this is a bad policy and said if the city passed it, immediate legislative action would likely be taken by the state. Uh-huh. Uh, Graham wrote, I hope they will take swift action to strike down this dangerous ordinance or bring it to a referendum for voters to decide. If this were put to a vote in Charlotte, I'm sure it would be overwhelmingly defeated by Democrats and Republicans alike. You mean the Republicrats? The ordinance means homosexuals and transgender get legal permission and, in fact, legal protection for a man who says he feels like he's a woman to be allowed to use a woman's restroom or locker room facility, even if it violates the privacy of women or young girls who also may be there. This is your great legal system. Judicial chaos. Judicial anarchy. In a report at NPR's WFAE, House Speaker Tim Moore suggested an immediate legislative action to derail Charlotte's plan, citing the imminent danger to public safety. Folks should have some sense of privacy when they go to the restroom. And this ordinance just blows that to smithereens, Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Buck Newton told the station. 
The charge is to take... The change is to take effect April 1st, and the General Assembly is set to meet starting April 25th. World Net Daily reported that at the time that the vote by the City Council was 7-4 to four for the open restroom plan. Shame on Charlotte Mayor Jennifer Roberts and the City Council members. Franklin wrote then, He said in an order it would allow people to use the bathroom of their choice not based on their biological sex. He praised Council members Ed Driggs, Claire Fallon, Greg Phipps, and Kenny Smith for having the courage to do the right thing and vote no. Just ahead of the vote, he said, it's hard to believe that such a ludicrous law would even be seriously considered, and even harder to believe that at least 8 of 11 council members have said they would vote for it. People are just not thinking clearly. This law would allow pedophiles, perverts, and predators at the women's bathrooms. This is wicked and it is filthy. To think that my granddaughters could go into a restroom and a man be in there exposing himself. What are we setting our children and grandchildren up for? There's not a public restroom in Charlotte that would be safe. He said it would be inconceivable that Charlotte's mayor and the council members have succumbed to the pressures from depraved sexual activists and are willing to put women and girls at risk like this. He pointed out that The same plan was defeated a year ago, and it shouldn't even have been brought back by the mayor. Corey said the transgender provisions, opening up public restrooms to all, is a concern. It's not only the citizens of Charlotte that will be impacted by changing basic restroom and locker room norms, but also citizens across our state and nation who visit and work in Charlotte, the governor said. This shift in policy could also create major public safety issues by putting citizens in possible danger from deviant action by individuals taking improper advantage of a bad policy. I'm sorry most homosexuals are perverts. What? It's true. Homosexuality is perverted by def- by the definition. But besides that, I mean, besides that, perverted. He said he would expect immediate state legislative intervention and said he would support it. World Net Daily reported only a few weeks ago that the coalition of pastors that defeated Houston Mayor Anise Parker's transgender agenda at the ballot box were volunteering to help pastors in Dallas in the same fight. Other cities from Oregon to Maryland, under pressure from homosexual, lesbian, and transgender activists, and pedophiles, and hoodophiles, and ratophiles, also already have made the jump to open their public restrooms. One of the key leaders in the Houston fight, Reverend Dave Welch, president of the Texas Pastor Council, said the change not only opens, but essentially removes the doors of women's restrooms, showers, and locker rooms. The Houston flight, 99, lasted nearly two years and ended late in 2015 when citizens who were allowed to vote over the mayor's objections and only by order of the state supreme court soundly rejected parker's agenda 62 percent to 38 see what is 99 the houston flight oh 99 the houston fight i I still don't know what it is so i have a question you have to go to your state Supreme Court to get your mayor and your city under control? Really? 
That could be in their constitution, yes. Citizens already are working under the banner of the North Carolina Values Coalition to fight the special provisions designed to benefit transgenders. Well, Ali McBeal is coming through. That little perverted sitcom started that you don't remember that the, she wore the micro mini skirt she made it popular she also made uh, uh bulimia and uh anorexia popular among girls that ally mcbeal the one where in her corporation that she worked for they had a non-gender bathroom it was everybody used the exact same bathroom it was disgusting i was like i i don't want to be in, i don't want to be here going to the bathroom talking to I don't even want to talk to another guy. Guys go to bed. They don't talk to each other. They don't even look at each other. So it's just a role. You women. I mean, it's disgusting. I, I just, I wouldn't do it. I'd go someplace else to go to the bathroom. So what would happen if I was going into a Walmart, okay, and it was there was a stupid non-gender and a man was in there and I decided I didn't want him in there and I beat him up or threw him out. I would get sued or I'd be in jail. No, you go to jail. That's called assault. Yep. Oh, well. I guess I'll go to jail when I kill the first fuzzy muzzy that tries to rape me. Well, if they're trying to grope you or touch you in any way, that's assault and battery. You could shoot them dead. And I gave you the gun to do it with. So, there you go. Same with being in the bathroom. If they do anything to me, I could kill them. Anywhere, anytime. But not just for being there. Unfortunately, the best thing to do, if this really does go into effect and doesn't get turned around, and it better, uh, <laughs> it better, you, you, people out there can't be this stupid. If you are, my plan will never work. Uh, we got to, <laughs> this is no good. We got to turn this around. We what? Can, how, what do you, look, think about it. You really got to go to the bathroom. You're not going to go to a public restroom now. Now where do you go? What are you going to do? <laughs> well, in San Francisco. I guess we'll decide not to even go anywhere to go out to the store or the malls to do shopping because we don't feel safe going to the bathroom. So then we'll just go online and order all our stuff. And there goes all your tax revenue. Oh, wow. Not thinking You see how it all works? <laughs> I just want to know what is the, the curiosity and the draw for changing these bathrooms? What the hell? There's been a push ever since the same-sex marriage push was over. Now the new push is deviants getting to go to bathroom with us. And, I mean, all of us. Because you all have to go to the same bathroom. The whole family. The whole family, the perverts, all together in a bathroom. What a special place. The only thing I could think of positive would be that actually clean the men's bathroom. I don't know if you women know this. Men's bathroom is the most disgusting place in the world. They never clean those places. Because we, we don't complain if it's dirty. Women, man, it's got to be perfect. I, I accidentally opened the door to women's rooms before, and it was like, holy crap. It's like the Taj Mahal in there. <laughs> I mean, it, one movie theater, they had a, a sitting lounge. It, they had a sitting lounge that you walked into, you could go into and hang out and before you went into the actual bathroom, woman's bathroom, that was also immaculate and didn't stink. And <laughs> you don't want us going to the bathroom with you, ladies and gentlemen. Your bathroom's going to turn out to the men's bathroom. It's going to be disgusting. See, another reason you won't go shopping then, unless you have a special, uh, you know, way to 
go go into a bottle or something because you, you don't want to go to the bathroom in those bathrooms and it is going to cause a problem for business it always does it's when they say you know you got to have a same amount of toilets in the women's bathroom that you have in the men's bathroom well who pays for that exactly but most of like bars most of their clients are men now they got to go rip everything up to take the two bathrooms, make sure they're exactly the same size with exactly the same facilities uh who pays for that did the government pay for that no it didn't the business owners have to pay for it themselves this is what is called unfunded liabilities government does it all the time and it's unconstitutional and they're not supposed to do it the current system we have is not free market it is not capitalism it is crony socialism at best and it's getting worse by the day turning more totalitarian don't you think from the associated press immigrants immigrants rights supporters these are not immigrants rights supporters these supporters aren't supporting immigrants they're supporting illegal aliens they're screwing over the legal immigrants constantly because the illegal immigrants take away from the legal immigrants and from the poor and overwhelmingly from the black community as well by the way uh we're, we're creating we're allowing them to create quite a mess it, it this 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 little soup they're putting together really isn't going to taste good it's going to be gruel by the time they're done with it and uh, why do we keep helping them stop helping them first thing we got to stop doing is feeding it yeah once you get your state back that happens immediately boy that's the end of the gravy chain for the national government anyway immigrant rights supporters lost a key battle to get id cards for people who are living in the u.s illegally when the wisconsin legislature passed a bill to ban counties issuing such cards but activists say they're not giving up the fight. Of course not. They're not going to be happy until they have totally destroyed the United States of America. Why? Because they're all doofusai who buy into the communist socialist drivel. Led by Vocas de la Fontera, the voice of Fontera. The Fonterra voice? Yeah, I guess that's what it... Yeah, that's right. Fonterra voice. See what I mean? Latin's stupid. <laughs> Vocus' Voc- voice, but it's in the beginning. It says Vocus de la Fonterra, which which is voices of la of the Fonterra. But it's really la Fonterra Voca. It's it it's never mind. The fa- la the Fonterra voice. Advocates hope. It's just backwards. It fits in per- perfectly with the world right now, I guess. They're having us hope to sustain show of force, which started with a major protest at the state capitol last month, will prompt Governor Scott Walker to veto the measure. If that doesn't work, they say they're going to shift their focus to cities with significant Latino populations such as Milwaukee and Madison. Doesn't matter if the state supersedes those governments' ability, the st- cities to do that, right. dummy. This is state's law, state's right. rights, state's yeah. laws. Well, no, they can have, but the state can pass a law to stop that. Right. And if they're going against the state constitution, they stop well, it automatically. Well, yeah, that's another story. Uh, 
I don't even want to go there. I don't know what the Wisconsin's the date. Well, I understand that, but that's the point of this segment for the states' rights. This has nothing to do with the federal government, except I bet you the De- Department of Injustice is going to get their freaking hands in this. Well, they're dying to. They they hate Walker. They love they they tried to recall him for God's sake. They've spent a lot of money in that state to try and get rid of him, and that hasn't worked yet. Nope. Everything he wanted to get done, he got done. And then he he not only survived the recall, he survived the reelection after the recall. Because most of, there's because he made the he made the state more prosperous by what he did. I under- he made it better. Yes, he made schools better for the children. He made taxes better for the people. That's what people like. And I keep trying to explain to people that keep going. I'm just about lower taxes. You can't be just about lower taxes because everything the government does costs us money. In the form of taxes. So if you're worried uh, about paying taxes and you want less taxes, you better worry about everything the government does. Because it all decides how much you pay in taxes. But it also goes to show that regardless of what the progs are screaming, the majority of Wisconsin people are not progs. No, they're not. The majority in America is not progs. Again, it's... The minorities that scream the loudest in this country. And they get everything. And that's got to stop. Look, we don't want to beat up on the minorities, but the minorities shouldn't be able to beat up on us either. Supporters say local ID card holders would be able to open bank accounts, enter schools. Probably, they already can enter schools. They're going to school and accurately identify themselves to police, among other benefits. But opponents say the Republican-sponsored proposal will prevent fraud and confusion because the cards are easy to fake and counties don't have the authority to issue such documentation. Huh. It's, the, 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 it was written wrong. I'm rereading the sentence because it's just written wrong. It says, but opponents say the Republican-sponsored proposal will prevent fraud and confusion because the cards are easy to fake and counties don't have the authority to issue such documentation. I think a word's missing here. Will not prevent. The word not is missing. How could it prevent fraud and confusion? And then they say, because cards are easy to fake and counties don't have the authority to issue them. They've missed the word not. See, one word changes the whole thing, right? We already issued state ID, Senator Van Wangard said, adding that a new form of identification creates a problem of having credibility. The issue highlights continued efforts to bring immigrant communities into the mainstream in Wisconsin and elsewhere around the nation and the resistance of political leaders such as Wangard. It's a weird name. Uh, it It must be Viking Norwegian who say immigrants shouldn't be rewarded for entering the country illegally. You think? Symbolically, said John Blazer, an immigrant expert with the American Civil Liberties Union's national office, you don't know crap about immigration. All you know about is illegal aliens. This is quite important to both sides. It speaks to the symbolism of who belongs. They don't belong. They're illegal. They're here illegally. You're supposed to send them back, not give them presents. Okay, before you go on, since we're on that this subject, 
We were listening to uh, Dana Lash. She was at CPAC, and she was in- interviewing Governor Jan Brewer, who's not all that. And I was shocked when she was talking about securing her border. She literally said that she kept complaining and whining to the federal government for them to do something in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Okay? And she said her hands, and you have to tell the folks if this is accurate, her hands are complete, the border state's government's hands are completely tied because it's an international border, and that falls under the federal government. Wrong. It is, there is no such thing as international borders in the Constitution. It is not an international border just, be, just because it's between two nations. Uh, we, have a, we have a different kind of country in which the states have borders, and the state should protect its border. That's how it's supposed to work. Hasn't for a long time. The governors have all accepted it, and mostly they don't want to have to pay for it. And that's the bottom line. It, they don't. It, she talked a bunch of nonsense, and she did. And then the second thing she said was that she could not call out the national uh, the national guard, which it, she doesn't even know what to call it. It's supposed to be called the state guard. She couldn't call out the national guard because the equipment that they used is owned by the federal government, and she didn't have the resources to replace it. No, it's not. But that's what she said <laughs> right on air at T-Pack. Which what are they going? How are they going to stop you? They have to take it from your soldier's cold, dead hands. It's, it, it belongs to the guard. The guard belongs to the state. End of conversation. It, it, it's only because if they say something to her, she's got to follow it. Or if the courts tell her, they're not allowed, then I can't do it. Horse crap. First of all, no state gets brought into the federal judicial system. It goes directly to the Supreme Court. It's spelled out right in the darn Constitution. You don't even have to do any research. It's it's right there in plain English that when there's an issue between the national government and the state, the state goes directly, the case goes directly to the Supreme Court. Yeah, but I bet you the Supreme Court doesn't even know that either. Well, uh, they'll be finding out when I show up, huh? Or when I, put, when I send something over to the district court going, I'm sorry, governors don't go to district court. Well, and that's the you other wanted thing. to why? No, that she said something today that you didn't hear yesterday. Well, yeah. it's from Thursday, but <laughs> I don't care when she said it. She said it to me today. <sighs> the other thing that she said is that the federal, the federal government sued her personally for anything that she wanted. If it to was do. personal, then she goes through the whole court system. If it was, if it was said is true, they sued her personally. Uh, I'd laugh. Yeah, I don't think they have any standing to sue her personally. I know. I'd laugh. She's a representative. She's the chief executive of the state, representative of the people of Arizona. She's not just a commonplace citizen. You can't just take her to court as the government. The government has a right to take the individual to court. Show me that in the Constitution. Show me that anywhere in the Constitution. Go for it. So what would you have said to At least I'll get you to read it. What would you have said to all this nonsense? If they were sending you all these notices that they were suing you. I'd laugh. Hell, I'd have the state attorney send them a letter. My, the governor has no blah, 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 blah. Well, I'd, make, gotta, I'd make the whole thing public, first of all. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a political public fight in the, in the public eye. Go ahead. So she didn't, look. Send your marshals. Go ahead. Uh, I got my own, I got my own security.
Let's go. Yeah. National Guard. But this is the point. She could just have a bunch of elite forces just designed just to protect the capital. This is the point I'm bringing up. We heard out of a governor's mouth what the governors think. I know is one going who on. started out really strong, and somehow, the, and they never asked this question: Why the sudden turnaround? Why did from yelling in the president's face to suddenly kissing his backside? How does that happen? I want to know what they threatened you with. And that's the point when I keep saying over and over on every single show, the governors have no idea they are more powerful than the damn president. They aren't. They're supposed to be more powerful. They Constitutionally, they're more powerful. We don't live in the constitutional republic. That's the problem. Now we have to get back to it. And the only way we're going to do that is from the ground up, taking back our government in our local and state governments. That's the only way it's going to happen. You, you, you listen to Mark Levin if you want. Go do your convention of states. I guarantee you, based on all the people that I know are going to be part of this, that have already sent me all their plans and all their stupid amendments, and I've shot down each and every darn... There wasn't one good amendment. Not in the Liberty Amendments and not from the people I, I've dealt with on the internet either. It was always idiocy, not understanding the Constitution, and then being bold enough to think you're the one that should submit articles of, of amendments. You don't even know what you're amending, you fool. Again, with the, your plan taking from the ground up, the people of Charlottesville, they should they should put impeachment orders against the mayor. Find out how you do it. Find how you remove these or people. Or recall, whatever. Yeah, whatever, right? Get them out of there. You're going to do this in my city? You're out. Uh, who's next? <laughs> That's what we should be like. And then that person gets in. Oh, no, you're out. Who's next? Oh, what? You're not going to have a mayor? Oh, my God. Who cares? I know. It's a terrible thing. We're all going to die because there's only eight Supreme Court justices. You do realize our first Supreme Court was only six judges, which is two less than eight. I know. I, I have to do that because, you know, some of you out there learned Obama math and that it, it, two plus two is not five. I don't care what they told you. Or Common Core. Carmen Corps is not going to tell them anything. I told you, it's remapping their brains. Um, this, this, I'm so tired of illegal immigration. I've been fighting this for so long. I'm literally tired of the whole topic. It's ridiculous that this government has withstood our will for this long, and in both Republican and Democrat administrations. Yep. No, really, what did GW do for you Nothing. exactly? Nothing. Oh, I still remember them. They passed that $800 billion to build the wall. And they didn't build a wall. They didn't build a wall. They blow all your money on cameras that didn't work. Well, I love that you keep bringing up the what the Chinese did. The Chinese built a damn wall. Built a giant, the biggest wall in the world. People. It's one of the world wonders. And they could, and yes, they had people. They were smart. They know how to dig under things. They had tunnel rats, and uh, they handled those by putting drums in the ground. Yep. And if you're digging, the vibration will reach those drums. The drums will start to start to vibrate and make noise. And that's how they do. People were trying to dig under. And, and where they were trying to dig under, and then they collapsed a tunnel on them. Problem solved. That's it. Even buried. You know, if the burial's taken care of. There you go. 
Yeah, see? Drums. That's all we need along the border. Drums and people. And a giant wall. Giant double wall. 100 yards between the fences. Landmines all between it. Guard towers with fully automatic weapons. Drones. Drones <laughs> armed with whatever they're on. I can arm them with. And where there's the river going through it there out, out west, uh, we'll fill that with alligators and crocodiles. Now, anybody that makes it from that side onto our soil is immediately made a citizen and put into the United States military. Because if he can get through that, I want him on my side. Let's get him let's get him out to the Rangers and let's get some uh let's get his work done. This guy'll tell you how it's really done. <laughs> <laughs> you can I just want you to do the first paragraph. We might continue the story of regulation suck, but I need you to get into it. The local quick. ID program started in the mid to late two thousands and have gained traction in in many places across the nation, Blazer said. But the broader push has picked up momentum since 2013 when eight states, Washington, D.C., and Puerto Rico, started allowing immigrants without legal status to obtain driver's licenses. New York City official in 2014 started issuing IDNC NYC cards, calling it the largest municipal ID card program in the nation. Everything you do is the largest over there in Manhattan, New York, and and all you people that live there have to pay for it. Maybe you want less largest, you think, and, and lower taxes? I don't know. I, I gave up on New York. I left many, many moons ago. But the evidence had been met by backlash. A bill this year in Arizona Senate challenged the Phoenix local ID plan, but failed. And North Carolina lawmakers sharply limited local powers to issue ID cards last year. A local-level effort led to finalized plans in Milwaukee for a jointly funded city-county card, which would have started going out this year if not for the legislation on Walker's desk. Focus Executive Director Christine Newman-Ortiz said, Eduardo Pereira, a 41-year-old contractor who's lived in Milwaukee for years but was born in Mexico, said the identification would have made his life easier in countless ways. But aside from that, he said, it's a moral thing. It's not a moral. It is a moral thing. You're right. You should be back in your own country fixing it. Right. He's on the wrong side of morals. The morals are you follow the law. You, the rule of law, that's moral. What he wants is not moral. He doesn't want the rule of law. He wants the rule of people. That's amoral. That's that's a democracy. It's mob rules. And all you minorities that are having a great time right now, if it ever gets to be a democracy, you're all dead. You know that, right? We're not going to come after you. You're going to come after us because that's the way you are. You're a bunch of doofus eye, and we're just going to kill you dead. Because you're buying all this tripe that's been put in your head. And now every time you open your mouth, drivel comes out. Uh, you know, but aside from that, it's a moral thing. He he lived there 26 years. I owned a house for 18 years. I should be able to prove that I'm here. No, you shouldn't be here. The travesty is you were allowed to do that. Not that, oh, look, I've got roots. I got the. When you first set out to break the law, how did you think it would end? Did you think it would end with us embracing you with open arms and giving you everything you ever wanted? 
idiot. What kind of moron does this? Either either immigrate here for real or go back home. Sorry, you took a shortcut, buddy. And you, and I would not let you be. You'd be banned from ever becoming a U.S. citizen when I deport your backside. And when I do, there won't be no coming back because there'll be a wall with all I said. And I'm going to drop you out of the back of a C-130 at the Horn of Mexico. They'll have a parachute. That plan's better than Trump's plan. <laughs> oh, I'm, I could always outdo Trump. That's easy. <laughs> Seriously, um, this is, they, like you say, progs never think things through. This, this is all, this is really, for the higher-ups, this is about nationalizing America. In other words, if America's all mixed brown people, then we met, then we mesh in with the rest of the world, except Europe. And then everything's perfect. Because then we'll all get along because we'll all be the same. Really, how do Mexicans get along in Mexico? Not so good last time I checked. Hey, how about I Central America? Oh, my God. All these fleeing refugees from Central America. What? What? There's brown people doing things to brown people. I don't understand. I thought the whole thing would be solved once we're all brown. What? What? What's with the brown people beating up on the brown people? Why do all brown countries suck? The same with the Muslims. I swear, it is a look. Just go look out there. Go to every country run by anybody with brown skin, where the population is brown skin, and you show me the the luxuries. You show me the great things that they're doing. They're not. I don't know why, but we're not allowed to talk about it because it's racist. Yeah, it's it's racial. It's not racist, and it's not certainly not big uh, Ted. And it's factual. what it is is I I. It's a question. That has to be it. How can you say stare at the world and see this and not think, what the heck went wrong here? Why? Why are all the brown countries crap? Why? There has to be a reason. Has to be a reason. But we don't know because we're not allowed to ask that question. I don't know if you notice, brown people are different than white people. So are Asians. So are natives. I, I personally, when people talk about diversity, that's the kind of diversity I like. We could be all different kinds of people in, in the same place, and that's diversity without political correctness. See, when you put political correctness and diversity together, now we've got a problem. Now we've got everybody segmented and blown apart in our own little camps. They've divided us and divided us and subdivided us. And they keep doing it more and more every day. They're always beating on the white guy, you notice, right? You notice a bomb every time he opens his mouth. White people, right? He doesn't actually say it. But if you listen to what he says, he saved white people are the problem. Of course, we're... Oh, what does he hate? Colonialists. We're colonialists. Well, the whole world's been colonized, buddy by the people that had the means to do so back then. So sad your little group of the world was unprepared for the medieval times. And I've got, with that, we got to go. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening on cooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Goodnight, Susan. And we're out of here.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.